Trash. Trash. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Laura Hinkle from Tombstone Tattoo Company out on Alexis Road here in Toledo, Ohio. If you guys want a great tattoo, go out there to Tombstone and go see Laura, Chris, or Jerry. They'll all hook you up as best as they can. And God damn it, they do a great job. Uh, we're back at Tombstone for Tattoo Cast 2. Uh, we're not with Jerry. We're not going to have a <laughs> colorful conversation with Jerry. Although Jerry does make an appearance in this podcast. Um, but our focus is on Laura, who is um, more of a quieter approach to tattooing. She's a super great conversation, but she is definitely an introvert artist who uh, ended up as a tattoo artist so she's a writer she's a uh, she writes horror uh the genre of horror stories uh she's a tattoo artist she draws she's also training for the uh, ultimate ninja warrior so that's cool too so we go all into that and we talk about her life and how her life and art and all that stuff kind of mix and exist in the world <laughs> uh i'm getting excited about this wide trip um it's the 20 what day do we play let me get the exact details i'm pulling it up now so it's called the hawaii blackout event which is i don't know if you're supposed to get it's sponsored by bud light so maybe you're supposed to get blacked out I don't know, but it's the Hawaii Blackout event at the Poly Golf um, Course Banquet Room, and it's at 45050 Highway. I'll just spell it. K-A-M-E-H-A-M-E-H-A -A -E -E uh, Highway in Kanao. Oh, God, I'm sorry. All my Hawaiian friends. It's K-A-N-E-O-H-E Y. So uh and, and the zip code is nine six seven four four if you needed that. So this is Saturday, April twenty-eighth, and it starts at six PM and goes till twelve AM and it's featuring natural vibrations or natty vibes and the Skanks Roots Project, who I will be playing with. I am very excited that music is taking me to Hawaii. To play with such great musicians and good friends so uh, very thankful for that so that's april 28th at the poly golf course banquet room in i don't even know how to say that shit anyways follow me on facebook and at, um, at we speak english good and follow me on instagram it's at we speak english good and I will keep you up to date through that because I'm terrible at updating my website, which is wespeakenglishgood.net. And you can also write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Let me know what's up. If you're in Hawaii on April 28th, let me know what's up. We'll hang out. I'll buy you a beer. I won't drink the beer, but I'll buy you one and I'll watch you drink it. And uh, I'll marvel that someone <laughs> heard the podcast and wanted to come meet me in Hawaii. Anyways. Oh my God, I just choked on my own spit, which I'm very good at. 
we got a show coming up this Saturday, and I'm not sure if this will post before then or not. I'm thinking about posting this on Wednesday, the 18th, but still not entirely sure if I'm going to just post it on Sunday or not. Anyways, um, if I do post it beforehand, it's April 21st from 4 to 6 at the Beer Stube. I'll be playing with Ross Accurate. Uh, it's reggae music. It's a Glass City Get Down at the Beer Stube put on by Josh Bolin. Um, so go to that if you're here in Toledo. And um, I got some more dates coming up, but we're just going to skip it for now because I feel like we should jump into this conversation. Um, yeah. So let's jump into this conversation and um, I'll meet you on the other side. Push record just so you know. Did at least you gave a Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about running over immigrants, so. <laughs> nah, I'll cut that, that out. out. <laughs> they shut that on! <laughs> We weren't advocating for right, it. Right, we were just you talk- were talking about it. We were just talking about how there's uh, a society is found it necessary to put signs to, to say that there might be immigrant families crossing the road. Yeah, that's a Jerry. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's Jerry right there. I can see that. <laughs> just, I'm a man with a Velveeta tattoo. You know the. I have a mini that, <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. So we're back at Tombstone. Um, I'm cheating on Jerry uh, with Laura, and she, she is way better looking than Jerry. But Jerry is here making rude comments. So. Don't worry. Get get your uh, offended typing fingers ready. Because Cherry might. Here comes the raper. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. The. Uh, oh, is it the taker? Is it your PC name? <laughs> She's like, no. He's like, it's the raper with an exclamation point now. <laughs> That's he renamed it. He just put an exclamation point at it. He just. I tattoo machine has a tattoo that says one song takes song. <laughs> well there you go. We we're off to a good start. <laughs> Covered vehicular homicide. Yeah. Running over immigrants. Jerry's uh exclamation point on the end of Raper for his tattoo gun. Once you get the tattooing. So, Laura, tell me, what is there a uh, lineage of art in your family, or were you the the one-off? Oh, no, I'm, I'm the black sheep. Oh, you're the black sheep. I'm the black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up that artists in the family end up being the black sheep because they're pursuing their dreams. Is that, is that politically correct? Can you say black sheep anymore? I'm a Hungarian Asian. I there think I can. Oh, okay, she has the right to Asian. <laughs> That's negro sheep. Get it right. Negro sheep. Negro sheep? Is that Spanish for black sheep? Yes. I, I think it's Negro is Spanish for black, but sheep okay. is English. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Negro Reasonably sheep. sure sheep is English. He's trying to bring people together. It's true. He's done dividing. He's <laughs> so, so how did it start then? Did you just start drawing stuff? or? 
I have been drawing forever, but I'm also an awkward, lonely child, I guess, so... Were you an only my, child? My, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my okay. options were, like, tic-tac-toe and drawing, so... Yeah. We good here? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Let's make it happen. She's an amazing artist. Yeah. Is she twice as good as what? As a writer. As she a wins, writer? She wins all kinds of writing contests that publish her first Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. There we go. So so you're not just an artist, not just a tattoo She's artist. an artist of every kind. Oh, uh, excuse me. Not just an illustrator or a tattoo Correct. artist. Correct. She has an artistic mind. That, you know, I, I noticed that a lot about people, like, especially people who um, pursue, like, uh, drawing or painting or whatever. I, they always seem to have, like, 15 other talents that they're just, like, sort of sitting on. It's, uh, we, it's, we may have short attention spans, too. I think we want to try everything. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is a good thing. That's kind of how my wife is. She's, like, a professional hobbyist. But she, I may be guilty. Yeah, she'll like learn how to make soap or like how to make lip balm, and then she turned it into like a fucking business. She like turned her and her like hobbies into like a real legit business where we were actually supporting ourselves and shit. That's amazing, right? Isn't that? See, I love that. I love that's what I love about artists is like if if an artist can figure it out and like find a way. And get past like the bullshit of like chasing this weird like dream of fame. It's like it, I, you can be really happy with life, you know. You can like you really can be happy, and you can be free. You can be free, and you don't have to fucking be sitting in that prison cubicle. No offense to your tattoo artist cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> but my cubicle is stocked with comic books and happiness, though. So exactly. Have you ever worked like a real job? Like a real, real job? I have done everything from worked at McDonald's to been in the army. Oh wow, I've you're done in the army. All of the cubicles. Well then, okay, okay. So let, let's 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 back up. So where are you from? I'm from here, Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. Yep. And when do you remember you starting to draw or really taking an interest in it? I've been drawing as long as I can hold a pencil. <laughs> now, you said that you were the black sheep or negro sheep. Um, you um, were your parents supportive of the drawing and like you following your dreams or were they more like you need to go and figure shit out or how was that of the drawing absolutely um actually i thought i might go to college for graphic design my parents took me on tours of every oh. art college from here to wisconsin uh -huh. But as far as becoming a tattoo artist went, they probably had other dreams. Yeah. Very separate <laughs> dreams. Ones that did not involve their daughter tattooing her face. She's been doing almost 10 years, and mom just started being able to walk into the tattoo shop. Really? Yeah. It was that big of a deal, huh? She's a teacher at a Catholic school, man. And has been for 30 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can see it, but still, okay. But, but it's so weird how teachers are the ones who want to crush people's dreams. Not to say your mom crushed your dreams. I would hate to... But, but it's like, it starts there, you know? Like, where you're just like... Like, they were, they were enthused that you wanted to go into graphic design or do art, but... But it was not something... You, they weren't like, oh, you can do this on people's bodies for a living? Oh, you should do that. 
I don't think with my family I saw a tattoo until I was a teenager. Okay. No one in our family even has them. This they was, never in a million years would have. Was Jesus a big figure in your household? Might have been. <laughs> Might have been. Me too. My mom currently believes I'm going to hell because I have Vito Velveeta on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> Velveeta was the deciding factor. Yeah, it was Velveeta. Even though this is a tribute to my father, she's still like, she's still like, she's she's like Mexican Catholic, so she has like this extra like, just this extra she's the up, up, uptightness about everything and. Multifaceted. She's our she's our own little cat Bundy. She plays classical piano also. You're a musician as well. Ah, oh. she hides that. She's shy. Oh, that's okay. Most artists are, or at least one way or another. What What's your name, man? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Jose. In case the IRS is listening. <laughs> oh, okay. You're Jose. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> 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 Stop it right now. The, um, now, Laura and Miguel, this, this is your actual shop, correct? Yes. Okay. When did you guys start this place? Uh, we've been here two and a half years. Okay. So, like, but when did you start, like, your own shop? Chris has run one for a very long time. Yeah. Um, actually, he taught me how to tattoo. So oh, nice. I've been involved with the business for about eight years now. When you started getting into it, what what well, what sort of drew you to art, like doing tattoos? I got my first tattoo when I was 19 and was in love immediately. I got two more back to back in the next about month and didn't stop after that. You just kept going? Just kept trucking. And then you were just like, I want to do this? Or? Yep, yep. I liked the studio atmosphere. I liked everything about it. It was a different kind of way to tell people stories, and there's something super awesome about that. Yeah, totally. It's it's kind of a cool way to express like yourself, like especially when you have a good artist. Shit. So... When you were, um, so what got you into tattooing was just getting tattoos yourself. Gotcha. Okay. And, and so when your parents saw you starting to sort of hang around the, the tattoo shops and getting all this ink done, like what was their initial reaction? Uh, my mom tried to scratch off my first tattoo oh. because she thought it was markers. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, she was pleasantly surprised, I guess. It's surprised, and then she told me the first tattoo was okay because only myself and my doctor would see it, being that it was on my hip. <laughs> We've progressed pretty far past that now, so... <laughs> Alas. And uh, Laura here is sleeved up. She has tats on her face. I mean, just so you guys get a reference, we'll take a picture. Which... We, we have an agreement now that I'm supposed to leave my face alone, so... Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. It's nice that you're still close enough with your parents that you can, like, make agreements like that. It's like, it's always sad when it's like, well, I got a tattoo, and then now we don't talk to my parents anymore. Oh, don't get me wrong. I hide for the first three days or so, and I let <laughs> Facebook do the writing me for me. I think that's how I'm going to let my mom know that I have a new tattoo. That's how I pass news, yeah. I'm just going to let IG do all the hard work. I'll let Facebook and Instagram do all the heavy lifting on that one. Yeah. I'm going to call like, Mijo, why? <laughs> I support you. It's 
literally my entire strategy. Well, I just like no. When you were younger, were your parents a little bit more hardcore, and have they softened over the years? They have softened a lot. The okay. first time that I came home with pink hair was the end of the world. <laughs> I don't know what. What do you think makes parents so so opposed to like a rebellious nature? In my parents' case, they had the best possible intentions. They are concerned about people's other viewings of me. Mm. They're concerned that they will judge before they have the opportunity to realize that I'm in no way detrimental due to my physical appearance. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna hurt anybody. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna eat a baby. No, no. I'm gonna try to cut back. <laughs> I mean, being an only child too, I'm adopted. They waited five years for a baby, so the expectations for me to cure oh. cancer, also extremely high. <laughs> Would that be interesting if you found out somehow that through tattoo art that you could cure cancer? I mean, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just a specific kind of ink cures cancer, but you gotta get like, you gotta get like an entire like sleeve. You gotta get like your whole back piece. I mean, you gotta do the whole body if My you want to cure your get cancer. cancer. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I'm trying not to like shake and laugh, so I don't have crazy lines all over my arm. Um, it's okay, she's amazing. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I figured it wouldn't bother her. That's not an Asian joke, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's not an Asian joke. It's okay. <laughs> when did you start writing? Also extremely young, um, second grade kind of writing. Not that I recommend anyone ever go back and read my second grade eight-year-old well, writing. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that. Yeah, I mean, what, what would it be? I mean, what, what can you give me like an example of like what it, it would have been? I know you can't do exact. I seem to remember a very intense story about like animal magicians. Oh, so, that's tight. Animal magicians. Animal magicians. Ma I don't magicians. know why, but that was a thing at the time for me, I guess. That's pretty cool, though. Like that's and that's in second grade. I mean, shit. Here, project. How you feel about that? <laughs> like if I submitted my animal magicians, I wouldn't have gotten. That. <laughs> so, uh, did um, when you were growing up, like in school, the teachers sort of like see that side of you did you have like a supportive schooling or teachers or is there a teacher in particular that was like saw your potential was like wow you should pursue this or was it all like opposition my first year of high school as a freshman was at notre dame okay where due to the controversial nature of my preferred genre of writing, I was actually banned from the creative portion of my English class for a year. Oh, so they were trying to stifle all that no, shit. No, that was fun. What, 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 if you don't mind me asking, what was, uh, what was it that you like to, to write about that was so uh, offensive to that Catholic school? Any, any offshoot of horror writing. Oh, okay. Pretty much where my heart, right, heart rests. So, oh, nice. You like horror? Yeah. What, who's your authors? Um, right now I'm super into Carolyn Kepnes and Joe Hill, Shirley Jackson, oh, Stephen Joe King, Hill, of course. Oh, Joe Hill's Stephen King's son, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. I just read the Fireman one. Which one is that called? Yep, yep, the Fireman. The, oh, it's just called the Fireman? It's just called the Fireman. A lot of Mary Poppins in that. Um... 
That's the only book I read by him. So, so coming up, Stephen King was your guy, or who was Absolutely your? Absolutely was my guy. Um, I managed to unroot my first Stephen King novel in third grade from my Ooh, mother's bookshelves. Nice. And what, what, which mom. one? Dead Zone. Dead, Dead Zone, Zone was my first one. Never read that one. I, you know, you know what book I just read that I haven't been? Uh, the Stand. The Stand. One of my favorites, and actually the second one I ever read by him. That that book, I can't believe it took me so long. Which led me into like a black hole of reading about like a- apocalyptic books for like for months. It's like all I wanted to read. I read like that's when I read like that Joe Hill, The Fireman. Um, what's the fuck? I was reading all the the Walking Dead zombie books, like the actual novels. I read this one called C- Cyber Winter. I don't know what it. It was like it was about like New York, ha- like there was this uh, cyber attack and it knocked out the grids in like New York and a few different cities, and it just showed how fast like society unraveled and shit. It's like I think that's what I like about it, it like is like how fast society unravels. Blindingly. It's just like yeah, it's just like everything just comes loose and like all bets are off. Within days, like on all those books, you know, it's like within days, like people are like killing each other for like fucking, you know, lucky charms and shit. We're gonna come full circle. With a structured society, we have to tell people not to run over other humans in the street. <laughs> we actually need picture signs. <laughs> we need picture signs. This is us tell- at peak performance. <laughs> if we didn't have signs that tell people not to run over immigrant families, more people would be running over immigrant families. And the fact that we need the sign in the first place is just is insane. But but this is America. This is where we're at, folks. Okay, so you started writing and like um, were you were you submitting stuff in school when you're still in school? Were you submitting like your I work or started with the literary magazine at Whitmer a okay. little bit. And so you left uh, Notre Dame. I did Dame. leave Notre Dame after that. Oh, it, it, was it because of your writing? It was very, very tied closely. They oh, made I it very clear I was not a good fit for their academic. Oh, I love that. I love it. I love that your art got you kicked out of Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. And actually, when I got to Whitmer, after a few submissions to the English department, um, a gentleman, ironically, who went to my parents' church, I didn't realize he was an English teacher there, found me in the hall and told me that he had taken the liberty of signing me up for his creative writing course oh. for my next year. And he pushed hard. He okay. made sure there was there's a scholastic art um, scholarship contest for minors and he made sure that the local deadline was open as late as possible on that night so I could get my portfolio in. Um, he tried to make sure that I could go to the award ceremony in New York. He pushed, pushed. Wow. So you you won an award. I did. I did. Oh, wow. Um, and actually, back then it was poetry that I took. Um, a few categories in as far as the award went they published one of them in one of the silly anthologies that they have out okay but that's cool so you got published work out there yep yep here and there are you still writing yes yes i am actually i'm hoping to have enough short stories done this year to have a book published in one form or another so like 
you, you're saying, like, whether it's self-published or someone wants to... The Fear Project let me get in touch with um, the gentleman who hosted it, David Wellington, his agent. Um, it let me connect with him, but self-publishing is kind of another option out there. It's obviously tempting. <laughs> right. Well, and what's interesting as well is that you can publish shit without even having to get shit printed. You could just have, like, something that's exclusively digital, and that's, like, damn near, damn near free to put out. But it's also, like, you're doing it independently without, like, people it, it helping. It shuts a lot of doors sometimes. It, it opens can. a lot, and it shuts some. I don't, so I don't, it's a hard choice. I don't know much about that world, so I, I don't have much to say <laughs> on that. But you would know better than me. But I've, I've always been a fan. Like, um, Do you read fan fiction at all? I do not, but I have a lot of friends who do. Do what kind of fan fiction? I have a friend who literally writes supernatural fan fiction. Oh, okay. On an extreme level. Like the show Supernatural? Like the show Supernatural. She came from Texas to visit me a few years ago and actually had dinner with one of her fans in town here. Oh, wow. So. So she has fans. She has fans. That's incredible. So. So she writes fan fiction for the. about the show Supernatural and. Now, has she uh, figured out a way to monetize that? Or? Um, actually, she just put her first um, book out onto Amazon last month. Oh, wow. So, self-published. Yep. That's yep, awesome. she made the jump. It's like there's something completely free about that. Like, that's why I think I'm so attracted to the idea of podcasts. Because it's like, it's like you can put whatever out there and whoever's going to find it. And you don't have to go through any gatekeepers. You don't have to, like... There's no way telling you you can't write that because it's going to offend somebody. Or there's no one telling you. It's like, you can't say that because your mom's listening. You know? It's like... Fucking, <laughs> there's no one to answer. <laughs> you know? It's like... Whether it's good or not is a whole other thing. But, like, the fact that you can put something out into the world without someone, you know, trying to, trying to monitor and, and, you know, like make it into something that's not I mean, yeah it's it's very fascinating it's a fascinating time to be alive so 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 in high school you just so you never stopped writing you've just always been writing just and always have you ever done any like magazine articles or have you ever been i do not do journalism really okay um occasionally i make my mom happy and submit something that doesn't involve garish amounts of murder <laughs> or sad children but Aww. <laughs> Sad children. Who will save the sad children? Not Laura. Not Laura. She sacrifices them to the monster. Oh, I like it. So, so is the theme in your writing a lot of? I mean, you said sad children and and gore. It, it tends to be a little bloody. Some of it. A lot of it is psychological. Uh huh. Um, I prefer my horror personally to be more Silence of the Lambs than Texas Chainsaw. Got you. I'm probably the world's fussiest horror-obsessed person. What did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I'm probably the world's fussiest horror-obsessed oh, person. So, what, um, is there any short stories that you can kind of give us a rundown just so we can get an idea of where you're coming from here? Or, if, if you don't want to do that, it's totally fine. I understand. It's like, 
It's like telling a musician is like, start playing music now. <laughs> Dance. Dance, stupid. <laughs> um, the one that actually got me entry into the Fear Project was just a hundred words, and it was super simple. And the premise was based on an actual medical condition, but one that was exaggerated, where you can grow too many teeth in your mouth to the point where they fill your entire mouth with rows like a shark. And I made the mistake of Google searching this once, and the images will haunt me forever. <laughs> They're awful. I've seen something like that. It's not good. I do not recommend it. And so it like comes, there's teeth that come out of the roof the of your roof, mouth. They, it's everything. just rows and rows of just circles. They make circles uh, in your mouth oh of just God. teeth. There's not room for anything else. And so I sat down and it was literally just a hundred words and it was that the neighbor child had started growing these extra teeth. He kept them a secret and eventually ate his mother. Oh. So what what do you think attracts you to like to writing horror or like horror in general? There is such a close bond to humanity and our fear of things mm. that it's addictive to enjoy and write when we're scared of the dark. Mm -hmm. We keep going back anyway. People love haunted houses. People love anything in movies that makes them jump. And it's because you can't resist that urge. It makes you feel human to have that. And you can tie that into comedy. You can tie that into anything. But it's one of our most basic core instincts. Fear, yeah. Well, that's what ke keeps us alive, right? That's like when when we're just gathers and hunter gathers, like, holy shit, there's a big cat over there that wants to eat me. I better get the fuck out of here, cause shit's about to go down. I, I might be missing that particular survival instinct. <laughs> I had no way of knowing that was a raccoon or that it would come when called. Or that it would let me pet it after it came when I called it. Oh my god, rabies is all. It was one Rottweiler. One Rottweiler. You thought it was a bear? It was roughly bear sized. No, those what fuckers get big. What I did not know those was. Those fuckers get big. He had it in a store, so I naturally assumed it was full of love, which, in my defense, it was. It was full of love. You know what? I love Rottweilers. My dog's half rot, half um, half a uh, shepherd. Fucking coolest dog ever. But like ferocious. Like her growl. She's like 70 pounds. Sweetest girl. But like if she growls, it's just like this Rottweiler. Like this rumble. Yes. It is definitely a hellhound. Which is great because fuck anybody who's trying to like. <laughs> the mailman leaves the packages. And go. <laughs> Well, she's real cool with people, but, like, if she senses any kind of, like, weirdness, she's on it. So, like, the mailman can come, like, friends can come over, babies can yank on her ear and punch her or whatever. I mean, babies, not humans. <laughs> humans can't punch her, she'll take your arm off. Um, humans, babies, okay. Anyways. So, so you're drawing... You're you're escaping in the horror and, and reading and you're and you're writing. What what else do you got hiding? You're oh a musician. I forgot. When did that start? In first grade, 
when I started playing the piano. <laughs> was that something that was forced or was that something you wanted to do? My dad actually taught himself to play the guitar on oh. an incredible level and is a singer-songwriter. Oh yeah? Um, does he play around here? He actually only does it at home. Oh nice. He also sings Elvis karaoke. I love it. On an impressive scale. <laughs> I wanted very badly when I was little to play the guitar but they thought it would hurt my fingers so mm. piano was suggested and I wound up playing classically for 12 years. Oh wow. Now, do you, do you uh, go back to that at all? Or do I have a piano at home. Actually, Chris helped me go pick up a piano and you haul it home in the pouring rain. Yay. Up the porch stairs. Why are they so heavy? It was terrible. Why are they going to be so fucking heavy? <laughs> so, you, you still play. Now, have you ever, like, did the band thing? Or has it always just been, like... It's always been classical. I mean, full recitals. I can cut a curtsy. Yeah. <laughs> Very formal. Very formal. Um, I played cello in middle and high school. Oh, nice. And then tampered with the clarinet, the viola, pretty much anything I could get my hands on. But nothing was as long-lasting as piano. Okay. It's just... So you just never had the, the drive to be like, I'm going to go start a band or anything? No. No, well, it was never my first love. Yeah, I could see that. You're a writer, you're an artist, like a illustrator, a tattoo artist. Those are usually pretty solo gigs. You don't see too many, like, a band of artists, like, working no. on one painting. We unless don't often it's, travel in packs. No. <laughs> what do you think that is? I think a lot of it is that we're so focused on what's going on in our head, and mm. usually it's a mess, that even trying to explain it to someone else is <laughs> catastrophic enough. Right. right. <laughs> Having a pack of us just probably becomes anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, coming from a musician standpoint, that's like so just weird to me because like I depend on collaborations, you know, so it's like... But I don't know. That's awesome. So so music, you do the piano, you do the cella, you do the you do the clarinet. Okay, I did the clarinet, but I only did the clarinet for about a month and a half, and then when I set it down, a spider walked out of the end of it. And you're like, no more and clarinet. And that's actually where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> Never touch that spider again. Spider in my clarinet is not gonna work. Not ever. <laughs> <laughs> When um when you're growing up, were you um did you, were you a busy kid like with a bunch of stuff going on? Like, did you do sports and stuff or cross country? Cross, cross country. country. I oh. can't run. Well, I can run in a straight line more or less. I can't throw or catch to save my life or anyone else's. Yeah. I may be the only human in history who almost didn't make it through basic training because they weren't sure they could trust me to throw a grenade. Oh my god. Okay. So were you, were you busy as a kid, like, or did you keep yourself busy? Both, really. Both. Okay. Both. So you had like after school things, and then you had art to keep you kind of occupied. Yeah, did did you have like a big network of friends? No. 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 <laughs> this is art and writers, this lonely world. <laughs> but I mean, that's where you live, though. Like, that's where a lot of stuff comes. Workout junkie. She's currently training to try and go and do the Ninja Warrior competition. Oh my God, that's tight. How do you train for that? You got the half 
mar uh, Glass City Half Marathon next month. She's going to do the Ultra in September, which is a 24-hour run. Oh my God, that's 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 the maniac. I can't. I that's awesome. I could never do that. I could. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not 100 percent sure I can do the 24 hour, but we're gonna find out. Sure you can. <laughs> we're gonna sure. find out. So, but how do you train for something like the Ninja Warrior? Because that's like obstacle courses and shit. Um, hopefully we're getting a Ninja Gym over the summer here, actually, do, which I have high hopes for. Wait, is it? They're, they're planning on having a Ninja Gym here? Right down the road. That's dope. So what that's supposed to open pretty soon. I didn't even know ninja gin, gyms ninja, were a thing. They're totally a thing. And most of them are actually run by the Ninja Warriors. They they have all banded oh, together. Oh, okay, okay. And they run a lot of them across the country. So nice. That's an awesome thing. Hell yeah. Other than that, at home, pull-ups, push-ups, weights, running, 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 pull-ups. Do you, do you work out like every day then? I take usually about two days a week off. Okay. Um, I hurt my knee pretty good a couple years ago, so if that's giving me any trouble, then I take a little bit extra off. But yeah. mostly I try and get something in every day. Yeah. The, what, what, um, do they set those things up different every time or is yeah, it? Okay. Per, per city it's different. And they bring different obstacles every year. They add new ones and take them away. Where where is where do you have to go to audition? Um, you can send a tape in January. Oh, or okay. they do have places all over the country. They usually do six or eight cities mm. where they will go through and you stand outside like American Idol. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. hope that they let you run the course. <laughs> Which is in no way I guarantee that you make it across the course. Right. But you're welcome to try. Where um where where that's so weird like how would they even how would they even so they just bring like mobile courses and they just like and just set them up go set them up a couple years ago they did one in cleveland oh, okay did so, you get a chance to do it i actually had not decided i decided this year that that's what i'm doing next year oh okay and i've just decided that this was the thing i wanted to do have you auditioned before? Nope. Nope. This is my first pre so preparation at all. So you're getting into this, huh? Yep. I, I think you'd be an awesome contestant just because of obviously your your hair, your your tattooed and stuff. People will want to see that. People people want to see that. Okay, so when uh, what time in your life did you like say like okay i'm gonna start doing tattoos and i know you said that you got your first tattoo young but like, I, I was 19 yeah. and when i got home from basic training and oh yeah, yeah. what's up with that what what made you go into the, the i had decided that college wasn't really my scene gotcha. and my friends had started doing the heavy partying thing and I just wasn't sure what I was doing, so I signed up for the army on a whim and left two weeks later. On a whim? On a whim. I just That's... decided it was something that I wanted to do. I moved from San Diego back to Toledo on a whim. I just wanted to see. <laughs> no, my wife wanted to see. <laughs> there was my wife who had a whim. <laughs> She's like... Her, her whims win. That's her, how my that, wifey that's works. That's how it works. Well, we were supposed to move to Detroit, and she saw Detroit. She never saw Detroit. <laughs> Her whim included never being to the city never, she wanted to go move to. Never being again. <laughs> and then she went to Detroit and was like, oh my god, this is awful. I never want to... Like, she seriously does not want to go there. 
which I, I think Detroit's cool. Like, it has its moments. I know it's not the greatest city in the world, it's, but... It's rough around the edges, but... You know, so, 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 so is Toledo. Toledo. So is Toledo. Both of them have a huge art scene, though. There's which, a lot of redeeming qualities. Okay, so... Is it just me, or in, is that kind of like blossomed in the last like 10 years? Like really blossomed? Definitely made a huge jump in the last 10 years. We used to live over on the south end of Toledo, mm. and that was probably about six years ago, uh, and they started doing all the murals down there. Oh, wow. It was a huge turnaround. They yeah. started doing the community gardens. It was awesome to see. Well, it's so interesting that, like, because I travel a lot over the summer, and what I've noticed about all these cities that I got to go and hang out in is that everybody's had, a, like, a renaissance when it comes to art in their communities. And, I mean, like, it's happening nationwide, like, just everywhere. I, I don't, and I'm trying to figure out what it is that sort of caused that. I have some ideas, but what do you think it was? I think as much as anything, it's the amount of unrest going on around the country. Mm -hmm. People now need an outlet. They want to feel more close together. Mm -hmm. And having any way to make your community feel like a community again, it helps people. It's, it's good for people. It's really nice. That, that's, a good, uh, that's a good way to look at it. I saw it as... Well, I guess it goes along the same way. I was seeing it as there was this financial collapse that affected everybody. Everybody lost their ass, everybody was out of a job. And out of out of, you know, adversity comes you know uh, something beautiful. Oh, what is that? What's that famous one? Um, pressure creates diamonds or something, right? Yep. Um so I kind of see it like that, but like every city that I went to has like a cool part of town, like, like Spokane, Washington. Like Spokane it could be Toledo's sister city when it comes to just like, like just kind of attitude and kind of like you know what I mean, like kind of like this working we, we class. We have our own attitude. Yeah, <laughs> like this working class blue collar city, you know. And but same thing happened. They just like they have like an art scene and like people are music people are going to concerts and people are going to art galleries and art galleries exist at all you know <laughs> which, which there wasn't a whole lot of art galleries when i first left toledo there wasn't really a whole lot of art galleries around here I and mean, now even like we just recently went down to the ottawa tavern for the first time and saw all the paintings on the wall they're all local Everything yeah. Is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, I've been going to the OT a lot actually since I've been back. It's like a cool spot. Although I don't know why there has to be a pillar right in the middle of the stage. That is an excellent question. Actually, <laughs> we went there for the Kyle Cook concert, and that pillar is just there. Yeah, it's just there. Like, if you're staying in the wrong spot, you're not going to see Kyle Cook. Not anything. <laughs> uh, so, who is Kyle Cook? He is the former guitarist for Matchbox 20. Oh. And is now actually touring with two other musicians, and they put on an awesome show. Nice. What, what kind of music? Is it Still kind of Matchbox 20 ish. Okay. Still very acoustic. Matchbox 20. Is that I Only Want to Be With You? Or is that Hootie That's the Blowfish? That's Hootie the Blowfish. Okay, my bad. We have now confused our 90s era. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Matchbox 20 is more like 3 a.m. Sing it. I'm not singing. <laughs> <laughs> so how just, will I ever know who Matchbox 20 is? I will oh, yeah. put it on. It's uh, on the iPod. 
I just can't remember. I just remember like a really good looking guy who was the singer. Is Rob that? Thomas tried to Rob go out Thomas. on his own and I think more yeah. of his career may have been based on like, gotcha. his face being on the album cover. Rob Thomas. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's all coming back to me. I still can't remember the hit, but it's all coming back to me. Only because, <laughs> only because I've seen like Rob Thomas. He was in that show. Have you ever seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yep. Okay. How about? Baby. It's 3 a.m. Remember? No. Remember now? No, you're singing it like that? pink. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay. it. No, you're singing I remember, it like pink. I remember that face. I have no recollection Look. of this. I just don't know. I just don't know the song. Everyone remembers his face. Yeah, that Rob. That's what we had. <laughs> yeah, that's Thomas. all I had was Rob Thomas. We didn't have Ed Sheeran. We had she, Rob Thomas. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Rob. As soon as you said Rob Thomas, I'm like, oh. I know who Rob Thomas is. We just had his angst filled with music. And definitely wasn't I only want to be with you. Okay. There you go, fam. I got you. Alright, we're going to listen to Matchbox 20. Give us a second. Okay. Now it's coming back. I don't have the guitar, Laura. We messed up pointing the Goo Goo Dolls, so... The Goo Goo Dolls. I remember the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> they all had to sing like... All of that. <laughs> See, that's Pearl The trick in the 90s was just not to that's close your mouth all the way. It, it started with Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. And spread and throughout an entire generation. Creed. Cre- oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Creed, Creed is just the biggest pile of shit. I'm sorry. I hope you guys aren't like the biggest fans of Creed. But I'm hiding my Creed tattoo right now. I'm actually I'm gonna sorry, hold it later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Creed. If I have been Creed lovers, I just I could not take it from the beginning. Only because I'm such a Pearl Jam fan. Oh, I was. I still am. You don't lose that. You don't lose that. Man, 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 But I will tell you. If you want a crowd to love you and laugh forever, sing Creed at karaoke. What's the one? What's the Creed at karaoke? The oh my With arms wide open. With arms wide open. Yeah. Yeah. People will love you and buy you booze for the rest of the night. Because I kill it at that song. That and ABBA's um, Dancing Queen. I, I, I murder those two, which is... Oh, can I hear you sing Dancing Queen? Dancing Queen! Dancing Queen! <laughs> Happy the time of our life! That's it. I don't know I don't know the words. I just, I just know that part. And to see like like a middle-aged, like chubby guy on stage singing it completely sober is like funny to people. So I, I know that about myself. <laughs> that's what I know. That's I know. my truth. I, that's my truth. And I share it with you. <laughs> okay, I definitely remember this song. This is definitely on the radio. I was doing homework to this song. I was, okay, I got this. I got this. Okay, so so you went to the army just on a whim. How long did you stay in there? I was a reservist, so six years. Oh, okay. So, that's yeah, still, I mean, thank you. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Phil, it's proper to thank people who went to the armed service. I actually have a friend who's in Afghanistan right now for like the third time. Yeah. He went and got his master's degree, so now he just sits like in a air-conditioned tent and 
sends emails. Really, that's that's probably the preferred. Well, yeah, it's better than you know being shot at or watching your convoy get blown up in front of you. But you know, that master's degree is coming in handy, keeping them uh, keeping them safe, keeping them safe. Support the troops. All right, uh, yellow ribbons, um, America. Okay, so. So, what, how, what was your experience then with uh, with the army? Did you like it? Was it a good experience? I loved it. Really? I loved it. What What about the army was like your shit? You find out every day something else about yourself. Yeah. Whether it's are you gonna make it ten miles uphill in ninety oh, degree wow. weather, or are you capable of taking punishment for somebody else? That's, oh. You find out a whole lot about you and other people real fast. Did you find out that you're capable of taking punishment for someone else? I am. I am. <laughs> like, I will. Take. I might swear about it, but... <laughs> that's okay. It's like, that's what cuss words are for, to, like, let out those words. You know, let out it's that frustration. Yeah. You, you let out frustration that you otherwise would be, like, some act of violence, you know? <laughs> I'd rather say, fuck your mother, than go and, like... Kill you and your mother. It's like it's, it's, that it's, is reassuring. <laughs> given our proximity right now. <laughs> you, exactly. So, everybody, just everyone, say say a cuss word. Go ahead. We'll we'll give you a minute. All right. Did you get it out? You feel better? You feel better? You didn't say anything. Fuck. There you go. There we you got go. it. All right. <laughs> so the army was cool. Where where did that take you? Like did it take you around the world or is just no. I did basic in South Carolina at Fort Jackson and AIT at Fort Gordon in Augusta, Georgia. Ooh. Did you like any of those places, like the surroundings? Um, from Augusta, which is actually a terrible, tiny, little nowhere town. That's where Jane Brown is from. That's, bless <laughs> that's, him for surviving it. That's about, <laughs> that's about all that's happening in Augusta. Made it. <laughs> Jane Brown is from there. That's it. That's uh, literally all. Oh, I see your James Brown little bobblehead thing too. You have to give Jerry full credit for that. that hey man. Oh, that's James J- Brown. Hey, Jane Brown is the fucking is the king. He's fucking. He's Technically, the shit. Elvis is the king. So. You're right, but now we just have conflicting. Okay, no, no. Happening. He's the he's the Godfather. My bad. He's the Godfather of soul. My bad. Elvis is the king. Jane Brown is the Godfather. So the army, the reserves was a good, was a good experience for you. I mean, did, do you think it built like a, some kind of character that you otherwise wouldn't have had? Or? It definitely forced me to get my shit together. Um, were you a slacker? I mean, it seemed like you were probably a good student, right? I, I was. I was. I was always an honor student. Ned, no problem there. But it helped me with focus and goal setting and motivation mm-hmm. and being in big groups. Um, uh. I ran our platoon as the student leader when I was there and once you've organized 80 adult human beings for (laughs) weeks at a time coming home and deciding you need to get gas in the morning is (laughs) a lot less of a chore (laughs) gotcha gotcha like oh my god yeah isn't that like the uh it's so funny like how much we dread like menial 
thing. Like always, I will drive until the gaslight is <laughs> just crying. It's like, I'm just not gonna check the fucking oil. Yeah, Chris is always upset about it. Like Laura, the car needs it. I don't give a fuck about that coolant. It's like I really just need to get to where I'm going. If I turn the radio up, you can't hear the weird sounds. I'm that guy. I am 100% I, that guy. I was like, I hate it. My son just got. Uh, we just started using a booster seat for my son. The greatest thing in the fucking world. All I gotta do is strap them in a belt. I don't know why it was so difficult for me to like strap them in that five point, you know. The car seats are the worst. They're the I hated it. Thing. And it was just like the instructions click, make click, no click. sense. There's an extra strap. This strap doesn't hook to anything. There's a right. grappling hook. It's it's, it's, and like once you get it all set up and stuff, it's 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 easy. But it's like oh my god, I gotta like bend down. I gotta put him in there. I gotta make sure his head don't hit the fucking door. You know, like, I gotta make sure... You know, there's just too much. It's too much. There's a lot. It's too much. So that booster seat came around, and, like, it was, like... It was, I, it was a brand new day. It was a brand new day. <laughs> it's just sun was shining. Like, fucking, like, the Valtrex commercial. It was a brand new day. The, um... It's so funny. Is it, do you have any other, like, menial tasks that you just can't bring yourself to do? Like, washing dishes or something? No, no, those, no, those I'm okay it's with. Just, it's just those car okay. stuff. It's really, it's really the cars. The cars <laughs> are where I draw the line. I don't know why. Is that, I gotta get my cars. California weed rack renewed so I can continue going to Ann Arbor and buying legal marijuana. And fucking, all I have to do is like fill out a form online and I just can't do it. Okay, filling out the form is okay. It's when I have to make the phone call. Right, well, then you gotta wait for... Yeah, then you gotta wait for the fucking doctor to call you and shit. It's like... If I miss the appointment, I can never show my face there again, so I have to start the process all over. Here's what's gross about it. It's online. (laughs) I do it all online. I don't even have to leave my house. I have to make no human contact. I don't... Yeah, like, I have to do, like, a... I just have to do, like, a Skype thing for, like, five minutes. It's like, what's wrong with you? Oh, my back hurts. Okay, you need weed. Here's the prescription. Go go ahead and, you know, be somebody. But, <laughs> be somebody. But it's just, I can't. I just can't. And, like, I, <laughs> and I have to do it soon because fucking my California ID is going to be expired, which is so, so sad. So sad I'm losing my California residency. It's so hard to get. It's not, I mean, like, it sounds like it's just like, oh, you just move somewhere and you go. It's not just that. It's like like being a, like months on people's couches until you can afford your own place to live in fucking California and then it's a pain yeah. I mean, it's just anyway I'm really bummed actually more bummed than I should be <laughs> so after after your experience in the military what what did you, what where'd you go then like well, how did you uh bye, bye. it's good to see you again I came home and actually found out I was pregnant. Oh wow! Got surprise shotgun married. Nice. And to Chris? Then, no. Oh, to someone else. No. Yeah. Okay. Also in the army. <laughs> I'm only assuming you guys are together because I saw on your profile that you guys were making out. So. Yeah. No, we definitely are. Definitely okay. are. I just, I, I, it was a very short first marriage. Gotcha. Very short. Very short. So what? What? What made you get married? I was pregnant and he was getting deployed. Oh, okay. Was and this... we had about three days to process all of that information at once. Wow. <laughs> and so, you met him in the military? Fine. So, 
Uh, you guys met in the military? Uh, no, actually, we met here. Oh, okay. We met here. So he was getting deployed, and you were pregnant, and it was and, like... Well, at 19, you make great choices. So oh, yeah, totally. It's a prime <laughs> age for great choices. The best choices. <laughs> so when did you get your tattoo, then? Like, you got your tattoo before or after? Like, my 19th birthday. Okay. Like that day. And then you got pregnant shortly after? Um, I was 20 then. Oh, okay, so okay. So I okay. come home from basic. Okay, so you came home... Oh, wait. So you got... So it was during your I time. was busy during this time of my life. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> God damn. So you had a baby while you were in the military? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's actually not the worst place to have a baby. <laughs> well, they pay for it, right? Being a reservist, you're at home anyway. You only have to go in those two weeks, so. But, but they pretty much pay for your baby, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Right on. <laughs> I still haven't paid for my baby. I, like we just sort of left that. We're gonna wait seven years and see if it falls off. off. We'll see if that falls off. It's so sad because it was, I think it was like six hundred dollars. The saddest part was is that we had the money to pay it off. We just didn't do it. We, I think they charged us like five hundred last year for a kid's flu shot, which they insisted a on giving flu her shot? because they gave her that spray up your nose one instead of a needle. Which frankly, oh. she's like sixteen. Like you could have just jabbed her with a needle. She yeah, she's she good. can drive a car. She can get a needle. <laughs> Are you? Um, does your daughter? Does she have any interest in the arts or in getting a tattoo? She loves to draw. She's actually fantastic at drawing. And she writes. I keep her heavily stocked in books. Nice. So she she's definitely across the board. She also sings. Oh. Okay. Does she want to get a tattoo? The last time we openly discussed it was when she was 13, and she told us that vampires in her favorite books had face tattoos, and we shot that right out of the sky. <laughs> just right out. No, I'm I'm just curious, only because you have your own face tattoo. And. Being that I came from such a conservative household, I am extremely aware of the stigma that is attached to it. Okay. It absolutely, off the bat, changes people's perception of you. It changes the potential of what they think of you off the bat. Right. There's enough opposition in the world that she doesn't need to face that before she knows what even she wants to do. I've been everything from a fast food worker to a legal assistant, and when I was the legal assistant, I wore wigs every day and makeup covered my tattoos. Wow. My boss had no idea. Holy shit. That's a lot of work. It is, and I don't <laughs> want her to go through that because the vampires wanted to show their face tattoos off. <laughs> so. I, guess, I guess that gives you perspective on how like your parents must have felt and stuff, huh? Absolutely it does. <laughs> it does. She can have pink hair all she wants, but that can grow back. Right. But when she presents me with her career being steady, or tells me that she's going to full-time do what we do, uh, then you can tattoo your face. Yeah. But you don't know where you're going yet. Why, right. Why make that decision? Right. Yeah, kids making these, like, super grown-up decisions. That's unnecessary. She doesn't make her bed still. Like, uh, not, <laughs> she doesn't know how much shampoo costs. There's no oh, need for that. Yeah. That's actually, that's a good, uh... That's a good, like, way of gauging things. Like, you don't make your own bed, and you don't know how much fucking shampoo costs. Like, what what makes you think you're ready for any kind of decision-making? Commitment. <laughs> have no sense of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, so then, so is the father still in the scene, or did he take, oh, I'm he, sorry, this is personal. He lives, you local. Know he lives locally. He lives okay. locally. We get along, actually. 
he should be here soon to pick up Gabriel there for jujitsu. Oh, okay. So, okay, so you guys are friends and everything. No. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Excuse me. No. <laughs> you guys just get along. We get along. That's we good. That's we just awesome. Did not need to ever be together. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I get that notion. Like, especially at that age, I mean, that had to have been such a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So how were you like? Um, how were you managing like all this? Because you, because you still obviously want to be an artist. You still have to work. You still, you know, are trying to figure out what you want. Like what? What was your? I don't know. Like, how, how, did you have help with the baby? How did you manage? My the, mom like, was a huge help with the baby right. during my pregnancy. I prepared our house and stayed with her sometimes. She still is a huge help. Um, I'm every ounce now the busybody that I was then. Between Chris and I, we have four kids in the house. Oh, wow. From five to 17. Woo! We have four dogs. We have two cats. We have a tortoise. <laughs> there are three different schools in our schedule. <laughs> Holy shit. And you run a fucking own and, and run I decided, a business. And I decided to, yeah. Yeah. So there is no time when we're not busy. That's incredible. I, I just never know how people like manage that kind of time. I think half the, the time we're not sure how we manage it. <laughs> right? You're just sort of like in this surreal like days where you're just like, it's time to go. Grocery shopping is our hobby at this point. Like, <laughs> we stop there. The, the Kroger employees know us by name. <laughs> That's our bond. It's it, it, like when we first had the baby, just going to grocery just oh it's all good it's just just going to the grocery store was like if we didn't get out the door by 10 a.m we weren't going anywhere especially those first few months of the baby like if we didn't get out of the house before 10 a.m we we're just staying home <laughs> Done. not even leaving because because by then I mean, it was just such a hassle so i can't imagine i can't imagine just like all that. <laughs> we are running everywhere constantly, all over. That's that's cool. So, like, how many kids do you have? We have Daryl just turned five last weekend. He's the last one not in school. Okay. Charlotte is six and at one school. Gabe is eight and at another school. And Sindel's seventeen and at yet another, another school. One. Wow! <laughs> just keep coming. <laughs> We have franchises. That's, what we did. <laughs> That's true. Dude, my cousin, he had like six or seven kids, and he was explaining it to me like, you have to assume that out of six kids, one of them won't resent you enough, resent you to the point where they won't take care of you when if, you, if you have when enough, you're statistically, old. someone, someone will. And that, and he's totally like. He's like an engineer, and he's totally like one of those dudes that are on the spectrum, you know? Like, who's just like, you he know? He was being practical. He, he was just being Exactly. Practical. Like, for real, though. Like, he's one of those people who has to carry around, like, a little notebook with, like, different faces on it. Like, so he can identify sad and mad, you know? Like, he just looks at you like, like you're an idiot, honestly. He looks at you like you're stupid all the time. And then um, he talks to you like that. But I've come to realize that he's just... He's just special. He's just, <laughs> that's the thing. He's just, he's just on his own little world, in, in his own little planet. And it's interesting because he actually, 
I shouldn't even be saying this on the show. Yeah, actually, I'm not going to say it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've gone too far. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I, I don't think he listens to this, but I want to respect Only him. off chance. <laughs> I don't care if he knows, that, if he thinks that I think he's he's fucking on the spectrum. <laughs> because he fucking knows he is. Like, he's weird. He fucking knows. He's weird. Like, he's just like, he's just like a very cut and dry yeah, person. He dude. has a picture of faces to identify emotions. He <laughs> yeah, knows. He knows. Once you hit that point, you know. I'm so, gonna have a cigarette real oh, quick. Oh, please, please, do your thing. I'll push pause on this We're fucker. Do the reds, the oranges, and the yellows in there. Cool. Hey, guys, I'm gonna jump in here just for a second while Laura goes on a smoke break and talk about my friend, um, my friends in Sense of Motion. They need your help. There is a GoFundMe going on right now that I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can click on it and donate. But uh, while in Florida, with the expanders and dubbers, Sense of Motion's van got broken into twice and a good portion of their music equipment got stolen. They are one of the hardest working reggae bands out there. From the East Coast to the West, they tirelessly bring all of us some high-vibe reggae music to dance to and enjoy. But right now, they all... They need all of our help so they can continue their mission of peace, love, and reggae music. Donate a little or as much as you can, and let's show our family our love in this difficult time for them. Please share. So I'm going to go ahead and put this in the show notes. Donate whatever you can or not. Um, If you enjoy them, we're just uh, sending this out because it's a small community, the reggae community, and uh, everybody sort of knows everybody, so... Uh, help out and uh, give as much or as little as you can. Okay, back to Laura, the tattoo artist. Have you ever sold anything on Craigslist or anything? Oh, uh, that's actually how Chris and I met. <laughs> oh, you, sp- you guys met? <laughs> she sold herself on Craigslist. Oh, that's us. <laughs> I was gonna say casual encounters. Or- <laughs> I had to beat him to that punch because he likes to tell people that. <laughs> I, I placed an ad for a Oh, and that's sort of how you came into this. Yep. Okay. He prefers to just tell people we met on Greg's list, but... Well, yeah, that's that's like the funnier version. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the good one. That's like... Shit. Uh, so... So that's how you guys met. That's how you started getting into this. Yep. So he was the first person you apprenticed for? Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. And so so it was from you getting a tattoo that sort of spawned this idea of like, hey, I could probably do that too, or? I, I hope so. You, well, <laughs> I hope so. Well, I mean, back when you were first starting. Yeah. You were just like, oh, okay, cool. I, like, this could be a way I could make money. I mean, because like, what, were you making any money off your art like back when you know when you had your baby like when you're younger you're like in not, your 20s not really not, not really, really. You're mostly sell a story here and there but a, selling a story means you make 10 bucks for three months of your life so yeah. <laughs> I mean not the best payout what what was the story that kind of got that got bought up and um where did it go and just small literary magazines, just little things. Like online? Or? Oh, there's a few out online, yeah. Yeah, some of them have print copies, but small runs. Did um. she explain that she won the horror writing competition? Did you? No. She, she did say that she won something. David Wellington's horror 
writing competition out of thousands of people. They, was it 13 people they chose? There were 13 of us, yeah. And she won the whole thing. She's in contact with actual, like, oh, is he a producer? Or is he, he he's, a, he's a publishing agent. Yeah, he, he only published what? Blade Runner. Is it Philip K. Dick? No, he's he's the agent behind it, not the author. No, I know, but I'm saying like he he published for Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Wait, then Blade Runner is Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he made it happen. Wow. So wait, it. when did this happen? 2015. Yeah. Okay. So what? So what was that like? Um, it was like an online kind of survival reality challenge for writers. He would give us a prompt on Thursday night at midnight, and you would find out who was eliminated the following Sunday at midnight. And it was insanely stressful, and I think I lived off Doritos and growled at Chris if he came too close to the table. (laughs) (laughs) I think. It's probably an ugly time. It's always like the most fucked up time is when you're like in the middle of like creating and there's deadlines and I shit. don't think I started one story except for the night before deadline. Oh my god. I think that's the only time that I function to do them. So so, so wait, so how did it work? So there was like several stories involved? There, it started with 13 of us and every week one of us got eliminated until it was just down to it's the very end. Short story, different number of words Okay, and how long would you usually get to complete it? We had four days, five days. Yeah. Five days? And I used one of them. (laughs) Just one. I apparently only function under pressure. Sometimes it was 150 words, sometimes it was 300 words, sometimes it was 500 words. And so, what... I'm just trying to... uh, So how does, like, a writing day when you have a deadline, what does your day look like when you wake up? Starting from when you're waking up. It's a lot of swearing, and then <laughs> the first bag of Doritos, followed by the second, <laughs> and a lot of laptop time, just moving from furniture to furniture at that point. <laughs> just looking at a blank screen, just like, staring at it. What yeah. the fuck is it? So, how would he prompt you? Like, would he give you like, um, like here's like the concept? What's it actually called? The Fear Project. Fear Project. Okay. And. Sometimes he would give us a scenario. Um, there was like a narrative that carried all the way through, and so the characters, as an author, got eliminated. They would be killed by something. Um, when he had a guest he's a, judge. He's a also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He'd have guest judges, and so the guest judge would kill somebody off. <laughs> uh, so wait, and so it was one continuous story that you were working on, or it was a all separate. All separate. All different With stories. With exception, one week he did make us finish someone else's story and just assigned us to another writer to write with them as oh, a surprise. Wow. Was that was that hard for you? To work it it with was a... a little hard to take it, but we'd seen the stories last week and then we had to sit and finish off whatever was given to us. So, so you cuss, you move around, and then what happens? I drink a lot of Monster, and then whatever's happening in my head that needs to happen. Most of the time works out okay, I guess. I like that you like to work out like almost every day, but like if you're in go, if it's in go mode, you're like fuck everything, everything's out the window. Yeah, I'm eating no, Doritos and drinking Monster. Yeah, there's no nutrition value behind any of that. Like it sounds like I'm this health nut. That's not. I survive solely off junk food. He's like 110 pounds, he's like fat kids. Oh, I, I wish I had that problem. 
Dude. Chris is like, why is there a birthday cake in the cart? I'm like, because I need to eat a birthday cake. What are you talking about? Because why isn't there always a birthday cake? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to eat this cake. Why? Like, you're bringing that cake to bed again, aren't you? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Gonna, honey. We'll be sitting here watching TV. She's got a fork and a birthday cake. She's doing it. It's like, sorry, you're going to have to sleep on the couch tonight, dear. Right. <laughs> the birthday cake, the cake needs a there. place to lay. Yeah. This is not going to happen all night. I, I'm going to have to. Uh-oh. All right, everybody, keep it down. She's here. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Huh? Get him out of here. No, but he can't. He was asking me for a tattoo. I said, no, when you're a kid. You want to say hi on the podcast? Hi. On the podcast, you have a whole pony collection. That's really cute. I do. I love them. They're my favorite thing. A My Little Pony collection? <laughs> I love the My Little Pony fans who are like middle-aged fat guys who are all greasy and shit. What is they that? They prefer they to be called bronies. Taste. Is that what they're called? They bronies? Are, they are called bronies. Bronies. You can't bump daddy. Oh, because cause it's due to like ponies. Yeah. I think that's uncomfortable, but... Makes wow. them happy. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. It's weird. It's weird. I don't care what anybody says. That shit's weird. <laughs> it's weird that grown men are just going to a fucking convention and shit. Okay, so so with your uh, with the story, you ended up coming in first. Like, what was the prize? A thousand dollars. Yeah. And the opportunity to pitch an idea directly to his agent. Ooh. And how'd that go? Um, actually, I worked forever and put it off and put it off and put it off, and I wound up pitching an idea that I'd had prior to the competition, which I wasn't happy about, but I didn't want to waste the opportunity. Yeah. And he, with absolute merit, told me that this was not a sellable story. Okay. But to absolutely pitch to him again, the door was still open. If he was in a good mood, he would respond. If he's not, then he wouldn't. He's very, very gruff, very down to business. Did you uh, have to go anywhere, or did you talk to him? No, um, straight through email. Straight through Direct email. to his personal email. Yeah, I, I like those kind of people who do business like that, though. Like, I who are appreciate very, it. Who are very blunt. There's no waste of like, time. There's no false expectations. No. Yeah. I, I like that. I, have you ever had any meetings with, like, agents who are like, oh, I want to represent you, oh, 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 like, kind of, like, feed you all this shit and then my weak spot is the comic-con tables of authors uh-huh. and the dreaded i can show you how to publish something mm. when i'm fully capable of using amazon to publish something <laughs> it's like yeah i know how to i click can work buttons. my computer i'm not stupid <laughs> so now pay me five thousand dollars yes, and i'll tell you how to publish on the amazon and i make a lot of dreadful eye contact and cringe a lot and oh. desperately hope to excuse myself. Oh, that's okay, though. You're just, you're just out there learning, right? Yeah. You're still learning. Still learning the game. And I haven't learned how to not make eye contact, so there's no escaping that. That happens. To not just, make eye contact? Just not make eye contact. Oh, yeah. Well, it's so weird. I don't like it myself. Like, it's so weird looking into people's souls, right? Like, I, yeah, I'm not a fan, and somehow you don't at Comic-Con, see all that's where that. I make the acceptance. Right. That I'm just helpless not to, and I don't know why. <laughs> Anywhere else, I have no problem. There, I just look straight, just into the bug light. That's interesting. Like, I've, I, ha- I really have to work on it. Like, for me, like, to just walk down the street and make an eye contact with a complete stranger is, like, 
That's kind of a difficult task for me. I got used to it really fast at this point because well, strangers touch me a lot. <laughs> Do people just come up to you and start grabbing you like, ah! a, a really pleasant middle-aged lady in Goodwill like a week ago had a full handful of my hair. Just oh, wow. shamelessly, just a full-on grip on it. Like just, the fucking just, petting zoo. Yeah, just wanted to know all about it. And she was super pleasant, but there was no personal boundary. And that is not uncommon at this point. Well, so. You know, like, my wife has the same problem, but, like, it's always, like, young little white girls who are just like, I'm a girl, I'm a touching me, me. Yeah. Like, like she, was a, she was a boss at work. She worked at... She was, uh, you know, she was like a higher up at a company, and one of her subordinates came up behind her while she was sitting and like typing an email and just started stroking her hair like, "I just love your oh, hair." Oh, that's so uncomfortable. I just that's... really love your hair, and it's just like that's, uh... that's, not a thing. <laughs> that's, that's so like, many inappropriate rules yeah, broken. You, know, you can't just. Do that, no. you know, and it was a girl. It wasn't I like wish some, you wouldn't, though. Yeah, you know, like it's just—it's just such a weird thing to just think that you can just go up to people and start like caressing them in like very intimate ways. I've been hugged, and <laughs> I think it's one thing to be like hugged, but then to like it actually hands. Stranger. Yeah, like, you're right. Strangers, it's they like, do that. Yeah, I'm sure, and especially like creepy dudes or something too. Like that's kind of weird. Strangely, it's mostly women. <laughs> oh, women. This <laughs> reputation tends to proceed and protect me from any creepy dude in the general I see. I can see that. I can see that. Women have no such thing. <laughs> yeah, they're just like fuck it. I'm just gonna go over there and start I'm grabbing her ass. I'm gonna do licking it. Licking her face. They do not. Care. And we're gonna be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> women are at all times boundaryless. I guess for a dude, it's not it's not as bad because dudes are looking for kind of attention like that, and you know some do, not all dudes, not all dudes want girls just coming up on them and just being like, oh my god, I love your hair, but I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean disclaimer, not all. <laughs> anyway, so let's see, where were we when we were in your life? Let's see, we, you're, okay, like mid-twenties, where were you at? What were you doing? What was your ideas and life? Uh, we moved to Tennessee for Ooh. like six months. Where at? Cooksville? It is say between... Cooksville? Well, see, ironically, no, I was probably the only one of those in Cooksville, Tennessee. <laughs> and they did not take well to it. <laughs> they didn't like, they didn't like that mm, you're... Mm-mm. <laughs> That's so, that's fucking... Chris got a job, actually, with one of our really good friends, uh, was an artist down there, and there was open space available. I was much too pregnant to be tattooing at the time. Yeah. So we made the move down there, and as it turned out, they actually banned me from the tattoo studio. Now, is this just because of your race, or because of who you are as also, a person? potentially, because we were not married, and they were super religious. Wait, is that from, wait, is that from a tattoo place you were married? Um, the owners did not tattoo. They were just super insanely religious and very bitter about life. They owned a tattoo place? Yeah. That yeah, would be Roustabout Tattoo. Yep, good well, old Roustabout. Roustabout Tattoo. Well, go fuck yourself, Roustabout. Um... So where was, so you were banned, and so what, did Chris sort of like, I'm going to keep working, or did he quit, or like, For a little while, he did keep working there. Well, um, I mean, you got to make money, right? We had to survive, so uh, it was yeah, not practical yeah. to was the one just decide not to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And at one point, the uh, guy explained that we could go get our health care. I asked him to write a letter saying that Chris was employed with him so I could get medical insurance. Mm. And he told us to go to the health department where the Mexicans go. Oh, my goodness. And then when I asked him to repeat what he'd said, he repeated it like three times. (laughs) Go where the Mexicans go. He repeated it multiple times. Do you not hear me? Yeah. Go to where the fucking Mexicans go. (laughs) Eventually, we were just like, I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming that you mean it in a derogatory fashion. Like, it doesn't sound good. Go to where the Mexicans go. I get the idea of what you're saying, and I'm going to write this letter that you can sign, buddy. (laughs) That's crazy. Holy shit. He was a gem. He was a gem. <laughs> well, um, so you guys only stayed down there for a few months. A few months. Yeah. A few months. Packed what we could fit in the truck and drove right back home. <laughs> drove right back what, home. What took you down there in the first place? Oh, just thought we'd go. Really? Um, a whim? Literally, Chris got the job offer. We talked about it. Thought, why not? Chance to see somewhere new, get some travel in. Yeah. It sounded great. The country was beautiful. Lived on the side of a mountain. Tennessee is gorgeous. And then we found out that Tennessee is racist. (laughs) Yes, yes, that was the life lesson there. All bad. You know, it's fucked up because I had an experience. Larry Jerry, good to see you, man. Um. The I was when I was first moving out to California, my nephew and my dad went with me, and we were stopping through Tennessee just to get a bite to eat, and then we we're gonna get a hotel or some shit, whatever it was. And my nephew is half black, and so here comes, you know, this. My dad was um, he got ran over by a truck, so he's uh, he was uh, handy. He's handy. He was handicapped. At this time, he was handicapped. He no longer exists on this planet. <laughs> but at that time, he was handicapped. And um, these two cops come walking out, and they see the you know the situation here, and like they walk out, and we walk in, and they give us the eye. They walk out, they have a little conversation, and they walk back in, and we're at our table trying to order, and they are trying to ask my dad if he has been drinking. They start asking him if he's on drugs. They start asking him, like, and, like, oh I'm sitting God. there, it's like, first of all, he's not driving. This is so wildly inappropriate. <laughs> my dad, my dad is fucking handicapped. That's probably why he's stumbling around looking like he's on drugs, because he is on drugs, let's face it. Was on, <laughs> he was on lots of drugs. And, uh, Which is excusable when you've been hit by a truck. Right. And, like, it was just, like, this, like, relentless, like, questioning. And it was just, like, you, it was so painfully obvious why they were zeroing in on us. If I didn't have a half-black nephew with me, then they would have looked at us like, Hey, this is just another Saturday night, you know? <laughs> this guy's probably drunk driving, but who cares? He's white. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Tennessee was full of bitterness. And Except the one old lady. The one old lady, she had moonshine in her trunk, plus her heart. They That's made right. moonshine, and the owners of the tattoo shop was by no means allowed to give us any. And we left work the one day, and there was a jar on our floorboard. <laughs> she had snuck it to him lovingly. Aww. She had been like 65. Bless her. <laughs> yeah, bless her kind heart. She was lovely. She was <laughs> he was lovely. It's always nice when, you know. Sindel had those weird friends that had deer heads in their entire living room and yes. wanted me to play the piano at the Baptist church. Oh, no, tell them about the Craigslist. Oh, was it the washer we had on Craigslist? Yes. 
We listed a washer, and at the time, I was doing all that from my phone because, well, phones had didn't work unless you went outside anyway. Mm. But Chris's name was nowhere on the ad, and it had nothing to do with email, it. No nothing. Oh. There was no tra- trace back to him, except that when this guy called, he started using Chris's name directly, and then started talking about where we lived. Whoa! And welcoming us to the community. Oh! They're that tight knit, and they're that close. They knew outsiders had come. Did outsiders have invaded? It was yeah. so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. That's it, so. I'm taking this was a small community. There were three houses on the hill. Yeah. Three. Got a mountain dude. Turkeys blocked the road. That's we couldn't cool. order a pizza. Yeah. That, that's where we were. We were in. You or, can't get pizza delivered. I, t- nope. I got a phone from T-Mobile because they told me I could, in fact, use my service. And after two weeks of the same representative telling me to go outside, had I tried going outside, have you and tried? me having a shouting breakdown at her, <laughs> which I suggested she should perhaps go outside. You go outside. <laughs> you go try. And that that may have been how that ended. She transferred me to another lady who then told me that there were exactly seven T-Mobile customers in our area, Whoa. and we were in no danger of getting a tower. So I should just send that phone back. <laughs> Whoa. Those places that have like, it's funny the places that don't have coverage because they look like a place that doesn't have coverage. No, yeah, no, <laughs> no, we no I don't know why I was surprised. We were 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, so how, how far were you from like a big city like Nashville or Memphis or something? An hour. An hour? That's not bad. Yeah. So you guys went into town? What, what Which city? We went into Co- I know, but like, what what was the big city near? Oh, we didn't you? go to the big cities. Oh yeah, we, we you wanted the country life. We stayed in Cookville. <laughs> oh okay. I mean, Cookville was a decent sized town. I had everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had them Walmart. Hey. They, they took credit cards. Did, Monterey did, did not. <laughs> did Monterey, California. Monterey, um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Which oh. Was the yeah. thirty minute trail down the mountain where you had a family dollar, a farmers market. And, and girls that chew tobacco. Yep. <laughs> and that was it. There was a furniture store. But they had a Walmart. They did have them a Wally for them. I wonder if the Mexicans went there, too. They were everywhere. Yeah. Actually, yeah. we... No, they, they, that place was full of immigrants. Like, illegals. Like, <laughs> did, they, did they have the signs? They did not have the signs because uh-huh. in Tennessee, they don't care. They, they don't care if you they, run down no, a family. No, just straight down. It's okay. You can just go ahead Carnage. and run down. Those lazy white Protestants did not want to pick anything out of their own farm fields. They were happy the Mexicans were there. They're yeah, only angry is, that those they Those are the hardest Spanish. working people ever, dude. Like, I, I they, could... they really, really put, it, put some work in. Yeah, I, I know. My my mom picked fucking tomatoes until she was in her teenager. She was fucking. Yeah. She she knew she. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't do that work. But, <laughs> I didn't do that. But through <laughs> her, <laughs> through her, I uh, I accomplished a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so so it was an interesting experience to say the least. Say the least. Yeah, yeah. What what made you come back? The fact that we could afford to pay rent in our house one more time or use that money to move back to Toledo. Ah, where you have, like, family and support. There's no, like, like, drumming up business when you're 30 minutes outside of town. Nobody wants to make that track. (laughs) Where you go? Hey, come to these bushes. (laughs) Going to Walmart, handing out pamphlets. No, ignore the wild boar in the backyard. Come to the front door. (laughs) 
You can't use your cell phone to call for help. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> there, no one will come. I mean, yeah. you can yell. You can say, you can say, have you gone outside yet? Yeah, if, if there's a fire here, you'll die. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you gone outside and tried to live? That's <laughs> the worst. Oh. Uh, okay, so you ended up back here, and and then so. Is that when you guys decided to start doing the the shop, or what? What we got rolled you? rolled into town with enough money for five dollars worth of gas, two cheeseburgers. Tight, nice. And a motel room. Sorry. Hey, yeah. a motel room goes a long way. It did. We lived there for two months, three months. Three months. Three months. Three months. We lived there for three months. That's a lot. That's a lot of rent for yeah. Toledo. Yeah. I mean, they made our bed every day, though. Yeah, so that's true. You didn't have to wash anything. <laughs> room service every day. Nice cabling. <laughs> Cable was included. <laughs> Shit. I, I, I've I, had worse apartments, to be honest. Oh, hell yeah. The, um. Started from the bottom of the <laughs> So, so then what did you guys, so you guys, I mean, what did you guys end up doing after that? After you, like, you guys just, I mean, like, you must have went back and found work again. I actually, originally, we, I, I started calling all my customers and having them come to the motel. Make money. Oh wow! Yeah, I was catching them out of there for the longest time. That's cool though. I mean, shit. Gotta like, get on your feet, man. Hustle. Yeah. It's hustle, man. Yeah. Not true. We went to Tawan's house, and he and told it, me not to have a baby in his chair. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Total baby. Yeah, okay, well that's the problem. She was very pregnant still. Oh. So she couldn't really get him to tattoo, it, so he found me. Were you uh, were you tattooing at this point? Not if over the fetus over inside. Like, it so kicks bad. back. If she would have been over like that, she'd have pooped her pants. No, I didn't mean like were you were I had you... learned, but there was no way. No way. You don't think about it as something that hinders you until you go to lean and the baby kicks you. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't feasible. I know, but um what I was saying was like were you before you were pregnant, at that point in your life, were you professionally tattooing? I'd, I'd started my apprenticeship. I'd done okay. tattoos. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And then so, so you guys got out of the the hotel room, got an apartment, and then yeah. so one day, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to move. I'm, I'm trying to get an idea of your time. No, the apartment was actually worse than the than the motel, as it turned out. So that nice. We rented an apartment from people who told us they were the landlords, and later found out that the landlord had no idea we existed. We'd just been paying strangers to squat in a home. That is awesome. And we only found that out because they came and knocked on the door one day and they were like, hey, by the way, the water's about to get shut off. You have to move out. Because they turned it on illegally. Oh, wow. We didn't know that. How long were you there? Five months, six months. Yeah. That's a long time. We yeah. paid them a lot of rent. <laughs> and it was like a it was like a shitty apartment too. It wasn't even. It was nice, was nice inside. inside. Oh, okay. And you outside you just. Wallet outside. Yeah. What part of town? Uh, in the south. In the south end? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Portland and Jarvis area. Alright. Fun. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've all done our time in the hood. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but it builds a care Nobody, and a care. Hey, seriously, all the people were nice in our neighborhood. Yeah, no one's like, no one's coming up to you and just be like, give me your wallet, stupid. Like, you know, it's like, you really. No, if you're not acting stupid, right. no one's gonna. You keep to yourself. Yeah. You don't, you don't fucking yeah. go out of your way to like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Having a having Except a Tennessee, the entire state, <laughs> the entire state, the whole thing. I 
I don't know why I did think about this, but I forgot that like yellow and oranges don't show up on skin well. No, they will. It's gonna be bright. I know, I know, but I'm just like watching it like. Right oh, now you're like, God, it's a mud bath. No, no, I know that it's still an infancy, and like I'm not judging. It's final. <laughs> But like, I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh yeah, that's what Jerry told me last time. He's like, dude, you're not gonna wanna get those colors. They're not even gonna show up. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, can you put white on there? He's like, uh, you're- Make my build even look like these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need it to be. Need... I need it to be. That's super I need... funny though, I love that. I need to. Everybody, and then like when people ask about it, they're just like, oh my gosh, you get that, you lose a bet. I'm like, no, my dad died. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist! <laughs> That is, that is the worst one. When somebody asks a question, I don't want to hear the answer to it. Right. You just watch their oh, face crumble. <laughs> oh. I do that a lot, man. There's, there's some ladies that'll come in here that aren't in the best of shape. <laughs> okay, that was very PC of you. And they look very pregnant. Okay. So they'll come in to get tattooed. Not morally correct way to talk to them is, hey man, you know, you're pregnant, you should wait till after. If you wait till after, I'll give you a great discount. Yeah. I am pregnant. Ugh. I'm like, mm. <laughs> oh no. So I, just, I just don't say anything anymore. Dude. No, you yeah. let that shit go. Yeah, you don't know if she's fat or what kid, dude. So. I ain't pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So and the there's no coming back from that. There's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you just away like, yeah. <laughs> like to your hole. It's the walk of shame. There's no... I, I mean, is there times where you've actually had to sit down with them after that and put a tattoo on them? Oh, yeah. Some, some of them are Just identical. a nice, long, quiet, little... Yeah. <laughs> awkward... You look really nice in that dress. I'll be in the basement doing your stencil. <laughs> so, so, okay, then what, what was, like, sort of the the idea to sort of like start your own thing here i've i've owned my own business for about 22 years oh so you've always just been like yeah. a business owner yeah you, you got I, the license doing, and shit yeah i've yeah. been doing it for 25 years i've owned my own for 22 years and yeah when you're doing it make a few bad decisions like hey we should move over here yeah well see the general public not anybody listening to this of course <laughs> is fairly ignorant when it comes to like we moved a half mile down the road they can't find the place it's like you've got to start completely over man wow. new advertisement new everything and it, it, it basically starting at the bottom again oh. and again and i can i can imagine that anybody who has a storefront probably has to deal with that yeah. if they're moving yep yep you got you got to turn on the the, the lamp so the moth can see the flame you know yeah 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 and it's it's, it's more difficult than it sounds now, is that because of like advertising, or is it just like what what specifically is difficult? Just really getting people to change the routes. I got you. People are into routine. Yeah. Uh, ladies go to a certain hairstylist. Sure. They go to the nail, nail place next door. Right, yeah. and they're dedicated to that place. Yeah. It's convenient, and they get their stuff done how they like it. Yeah. If they don't see the business there when they drive by, they're like, oh, they're gone. Now i got to go someplace else. Right. I got you. So they're not even going to try to look no. for that place. No. no. <laughs> I'm going to try to find where Chris is tattooing it. Right. <laughs> it's easier now with Facebook and everything, because yeah. they're friends, and we just literally... We have a lot of friends on our, our shop website. Yeah. A lot of likes, whatever. But it's a lot easier because we can advertise, hey, we're only right here. Mm -hmm. But it still really confuses a lot of people. Yeah. And we, we do our best to make sure they know where we are. But it, it, it's, 
I'm sure it is, and like I'm sure advertising isn't like isn't cheap. And like, it, no, no, it's not. But this is a word of mouth business mostly. Yeah. That that's literally if we get a bad review on Facebook, we we could have a slow month. Wow. Yeah. Because people rely on that now. Mm-hmm. They just do. Absolutely. And it, seriously, you can put it on TV that you tattoo this. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I always fuck that way. And then I call it autonomy, which yeah. 
I knew what you meant. Thank you. Anonymity. Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, they'll just sit there behind and behind a glowing screen. Yeah. And in their safe little chair. Yeah. And, and treat people bad. And just like, yeah. just like, I hope you fucking die. I hope you kill yourself. You know, like. No, like, can, like, look away. What? If you don't like what's happening, look. You didn't have to take that extra time yeah, to that, misspell time. your hate-filled rant. Like. And, and, and the thing is, they would never ever come up to you in your face. No, never. And say no. They will come up to you after they say that though, and look you in the face and say hello. Yeah. Like it's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're friends, right? No, we are not. <laughs> we, we are not like remotely. A, it certainly is. That that I mean, I, I find it really interesting that like. Um, Especially for like, I, I don't know, like, I mean, like if Applebee's gets a bad review, people are still gonna go to Applebee's, you know. Certainly. But like, a tattoo place, you get a bad review. It's interesting to me that like, that it could really fuck you there up. There is always nonsense rumors about every shop in town. They they are dirty and they do this. The health department regulates everybody that's open. If they have that license on the wall, they're not dirty. Yeah. They might be bad artists. Right. But they're not dirty. Hey. They're not giving people diseases. They, they might very well be giving people bad tattoos, but <laughs> bad is in shitty artwork. Not, yeah. Not anything else. That's yeah. I, I don't I don't even participate in the gossip. Yeah. I don't do it. I understand. Somebody would say, oh, they said your shop's dirty. Well, stop by and find out. Yeah. That's yeah. All. Come on through. Watch, watch what's happening here. Back in the day when there was only four or five shops, a lot more competition. We go kick doors in, but it's a different day and age than that. I remember Jerry say that. He's like, "Oh yeah, we go fuck other people's oh, places yeah. up." Yeah, we we'll go crack a skull. Dude. That's different. <laughs> That's different. Because it was like, um, because it was like uh, how like surfers are with their waves, right? With their territory. Yeah. It's like you're moving in, you're pressing yeah. up on my game. For sure. And for sure. what the fuck? There's the city's yeah. big enough for you to go on another side. This is a, this is a hard enough business to get quality, loyal business in for someone to be running around trash talking anything. Yeah. Yeah. You need to worry about your own shit and learn how to tattoo. <laughs> I can feel that, right? Okay, so... So... So then... Chris has sort of owned his own businesses, owned his own shops for the last 20-some years. When did you decide that you're gonna jump in on the, the gravy train? As part of my apprenticeship, Chris said, surprise, congratulations, you're, you're in. <laughs> there's, there's no real happen. You're in the pool or you're not. Yeah. So. That's she's, right. She doesn't want to tell you about the secret thing. See, it's like a gang. We have to beat each other in. Oh, I see. <laughs> it was a little bit of an ass with him, but I don't normally hit girls. But, <laughs> but she kept asking for it, right? But she believes in gender equality, <laughs> so I had to let her have I, very, very I, much. I felt like maybe I would have been discriminating against her if I didn't kick her ass. Well, here comes the hate mail, Chris. <laughs> I thought we were avoiding it this time. Thank you a lot, Chris. Send it to I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Dot org because dot it's a org. non it's a nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> Not giving a fuck doesn't make you much money. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So so he sort of just threw you in it. He was just like sink or swim. Yeah. Sink or swim. That's like the best way people learn though. But well, but it's hard though because like when you're learning to do something like this, it's, this is manual labor. It's hands on. Mm-hmm. You can have all the knowledge. Right. I, I watched my dad my whole life do like carpentry and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
I know how. Yeah. But doing it, doing it with physically with your hands, putting that knowledge to work. Right. I can't build shit. <laughs> I, I know what he did. I know how to measure things. I know how to cut things straight. I know, but I can't build it. Yeah. You just so like, in know. turn, the knowledge she has, she has to use. I can't grab her hand and do it. She holds machine different than me because she has little tiny carny hands. Yeah. And, and literally, <laughs> I like that you looked. Right, you, you didn't confirm the Carney hands existed. She had But but literally, like the only way to do it once you have that knowledge is to try and apply it. It mm. has to be applied. Yeah. After that, there is. Which if you can't, you can't. Which is the like harshest way, because like shit, you gotta have like a canvas to work with. So you have to, someone has to allow you. Yeah. To be like, hey, this is my first. Okay, you ready? <laughs> a lot of the new age tattoo guys that are apprenticing people have them using this stuff called new skin. It, it, it works and it's okay, uh-huh. but it's not a human being. It doesn't right. sweat, it doesn't bleed, it doesn't switch, it doesn't cry, yeah. it, doesn't it doesn't stress complain. you the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not the same thing as tattooing an actual human being. Right. And, and that's great. You, you get the feel for it and all, but then there's a different feel you have to get when you actually tattoo a right. human being. Right. <laughs> totally, totally. Because, yeah. like, and then you gotta like move body parts. And yeah. Like fucking, they're deal, coughing, you, sneezing. You have to deal with a person's natural flavor. You, you actually have to smell people. You yeah. Have to do, you know what I mean? Wow. There, there, there's a thousand variables that's different than tattooing the skin of a chicken or or, yeah. uh, or fake skin or anything. Right, right. It's just really way different. So we just started human Yeah, like it, it's crazy because like the the repercussions of learning is like. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta grind up the meat before you can make hamburgers, man. You know what? It like it's kind of like that with comedy, from what I hear from my comedian friends. It's like you have to go up there and eat shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You suck first. For. For years. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a tomato. Duck <laughs> <laughs> and weave. Yeah. It's like it's the it's like the only professions where you actually have to like really make a mess before you can yeah. like yeah. really make something. Dude, on the spot, too, I can't imagine that. That'd be awful. Oh yeah. Like you crash and burn, or you don't. On yeah. the spot, that's gotta be hard, dude. And like after a day that like maybe your girlfriend left you and you're not feeling <laughs> and you're not feeling so funny, you know, like. Say yeah. I'm not really feeling. You lost the bet. My dad died. Yeah. yeah right? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for noticing my Velveeta tattoo. Thank you. Uh, that it's it, that's that's interesting. I love that those parallels. You definitely have to break so many eggs before yeah. you can get good. Very true. Very true. Oh. And so, no matter how far you get into it, while you're doing this, someone will look you in the face and go, "I bet I can do this." <laughs> <laughs> you're like. This is thanks. Where, where, where should I buy some equipment? Yeah, yeah. Where can, where's the cheapest place I can get at with gun? Y'all sell tattoo supplies? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I do. Just sign me up. I, I I was just telling my wife my buddy had a tattoo gun because he thought he was gonna be an awesome tattoo artist. Sat there and put like uh, on his forearm, put a huge music note, like huge, like like the size of his forearm. And now he just has a big black mark, I get, like a sleeve of a black black <laughs> sleeve, because that's the people that that do art of any kind that want a tattoo naturally think that, that because they're an artist they can tattoo, and it's a 
whole new it's like a foreign language. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be able to translate. It's a surgical procedure. Yeah. It's not a pencil. It's it's not art. Right. The surgical the, the procedure itself is a surgical procedure. Right. The art is what what you put into it. Yeah. So you have to learn to translate that over to a permanent one-time effect. Yeah. <laughs> you got one pass, yep. buddy. There's yep. no erasing this That's one. That's right. That's right. And just because you can draw on paper, you cannot tattoo, man. Wow. You, you have to learn it. It's a lot harder than a professional makes it look. I'm, I can only imagine. Like, I would never, ever want to try this on anybody. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but many people do. I yeah. know, which is yeah. so yeah. funny. And people let them. But then criticize professionals. Much, yeah. Too much TV publicity makes people every, always, no matter what it is. They, you get all these guys, they want to play basketball or baseball. Because right? yeah. you see these guys, they live this luxurious lifestyle. They're making $10 million a year. But they can hit the ball out of the park, man. You can't right. get it into the outfield. Yeah. you got to do something. It was it was <laughs> like when they were... Like when they were in high school, instead of going out and hanging yeah. out, guess where they were? Yeah. In the fucking gym. That's right. Throwing balls, you throwing shots. That's right. No, That's right. no, they weren't. They were out partying, hanging out, fucking. Nobody knows that they're a natural at this until they have the knowledge. Damn. That's like so. You really have to want to be a tattoo artist to like go in and yeah. like put up. Especially, I'm sure it's hard to like even break into a like a tattoo scene. It used to be real bad. Yeah. And nobody would apprentice anybody. No, not it, it was a real taboo, like like outcast profession. Yeah. When when, when I, me and Jerry, I started with Jerry 25 years ago, and there were four studios: the Star Studio, Juki's Tattoo, Infinite Arts, and Toledo Tattoo, and that's it. Wow. Yeah. What was the name of it then? Uh, we started out as Black Swamp Tattoo. We got into a conflict over copywriting stuff as far as calling it Black Swamp. So many different businesses call yeah. themselves Black Swamp around here. Yeah, so we changed it to Off the Wall Tattoo. Okay. And then we wanted to upgrade a little bit more, so we called it Outrageous Ink. Okay. And yeah. then why did you decide on Tombstone? Uh, actually, this this is man. Like the fourth different one since, because I, I sold Outrageous Inc. Jerry had had moved on and sold it to me. I sold Outrageous Inc. and moved to Florida for a while. Oh. And then when I got back in town, I opened Original Sin Tattoo. Okay. And when we moved here, I decided to just well we decided not just me decided to just start anew, start fresh, and just I mean it. People see something new and they're just they gather. Yeah. So we thought we'd try something new and it works. Cool. Yeah. And it's been two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop, man. How how long? Uh, how many hours would you say that you guys are in here a week? Not very much. We work part time. <laughs> That's cool. One to seven every day from Monday through Saturday. That's pretty good. Yeah, we make a good living. So. That's that's pretty good for owning your own business. Yeah. And so do you guys, I mean, is it just you three that work yeah. here? Yep. Oh, well, okay. Anna, she runs the counter for us. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and she works a little less hours than us because, again, she's just working the counter. Yeah. Is she, is Anna uh, interested in doing tattoos or is she just here for jobs? Maybe, maybe in the future. Maybe. Yeah. Can she draw? She, she does sit down and draw sometimes. She can draw the things she looks at. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. yeah. cool. Um, Jerry works more than anybody else because he, he literally, all his kids are grown, oh. all that kind of stuff. It, he'll work this Easter. 
Yeah. This Sunday he'll be here. He'll just be hanging out. Yeah. He works Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. <laughs> you guys are open on Christmas? Yeah. Jerry's open on Jerry's Christmas. Jerry's open on Christmas. <laughs> but, but in his I will de- not in answer our phones. In his defense, usually every single Christmas we'll be sitting at our parents' house. Our kids are opening presents from the grandparents. And we'll be getting eight, nine phone calls from people that they want to get tattooed. And they will um, argue. Yeah. It is public knowledge we have children. Like, they... They need to open their yeah. presents. They're like, mm, so when are they going to be done? Do they look bored? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing after that? Like, Cherish your family, you animals. Go home. <laughs> what are you doing after you eat an obscene amount of food <laughs> right. and want to go to bed? you're completely stuffed, would you please like to hunch over me? And <laughs> I, got, I, need a fucking, I need a dick on my ass today. Oh, right. Today. I'm Christmas. This is my Christmas present. Yeah. Uh, during the summer, the phone gets shut off at like 11 because the 2 a.m. after bar phone calls are oh, yeah. all insane. Non-stop. All of them. But yeah. I have $25. No. <laughs> there is a number that opens my door at 2 a.m. and 25 is not it. Especially if you have someone that can't say 25. Right. <laughs> I have no faith that you will not vomit on my carpet the second we open this door. I don't think so, friends. <laughs> Oh my god, so what's like the weirdest spot you've had to tattoo? <laughs> Chris wins that one? Oh, yeah. I have not had to tattoo a whole lot of screamish spots. Wait, is there a limit where you like not do something? Yeah. That depends entirely on your attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't come with a heftier price tag. Right. Because if you're going to make me do some weird shit, right. then yeah, I'm probably going to charge you accordingly. Right. If you really want it done for actual purposes, like if that's something you really want, the easiest way to weird out the weirdos is to bring up either a male artist or an extravagant price. And then you find out he just wanted to be creepy. Yeah, yeah. Which is most of them. <laughs> Dudes. Dude, this is the weirdest. <laughs> I don't, it, it's funny, like, um, I don't know. Somebody just said it, but I was just like, I think I saw it on a comedy special, but they're like, you know, it's not, it's not like black guys who are like creepers or it's not white guys who are creepers. It's like, it's just guys in general who are just like, guys are who you got to watch out for. I mean, of course. There's exceptions. There's creeper women. <laughs> Good. Dudes are creeper. That's basically oh, what we yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you gotta watch out for dudes. Just, dudes in general are just creepers. Just like, we're controlled by one thing. We listen to one thing on our body, and that's it. And that's the direction. And to and to what extent that's what defines creeper. <laughs> so, it's like like how how much am I gonna listen to my fucking genitals? And, uh, you know, see how I <laughs> see, see where this takes us. Yeah, exactly. Let's see how this day goes. Uh, so, so you guys, um, like, so what goes into, like, starting a tattoo place? Like, what do you even have to do? Like, what's the license? Like, what do you, how does it work? Uh, it's a process, man. You gotta go through. They, they, they up it every year. Everything that you have to do. Gets, gets changed up a little bit every year. They try and perfect it and all that kind of stuff. You have to give them a location. You have to give them a drawn-out map of what it looks like inside. Oh, wow. Dimensions, all that. There's specific luminance you have to have in your light bulb. Oh, they're, they're, Yeah. No, it, it's real. They think it's scientific. But, <laughs> but from that point, you just have to make sure it's, it's clean enough 
there to, to pass an inspection, man. Yeah. You know, every, everything that we do, we we have a lot of surgical supplies as far as like cathode, which is a surface sterilizer that kills anything from hepatitis to AIDS. Oh wow! They all that kind of stuff, and and that people don't see that kind of stuff when they come in here. Everybody's laughing and talking, and yeah. we we have to do that before we work every day. Oh wow! And when we leave every day. When you get up out of that chair, you're not dirty. It's no no offense to you, but we don't know what you sat in in the last chair you were in. So we have to cabotide the chair and clean the floor and do that. I yeah. appreciate that more than anybody. <laughs> I don't want to be sitting in anybody yeah. else's shit. No, it's true, though. I've known too many people who shit themselves on a regular basis in yeah. my life to I'm, know that I'm people really, walk around I'm with really, shit on I'm really, really sorry that you do. That's <laughs> <laughs> me too. Trust me. And let me tell you. <laughs> One was my dad, and one is my father-in-law. So yeah. you could just. <laughs> but there, it really it entails a lot to get everything going. You did? Did you? Um, I know this is kind of personal, but feel free to just I like, like personal. Well, I mean, were, do you have to like take out? Did you have to take out loans and shit to open this spot? Nope. 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 You've always just—it's always been just work hard, hand to hand, to hand cash in hand. I pay I, I cash revenue. Mm-hmm. That's oh, awesome. Full credit. Credit? My, cre- my credit's like a 524. Really? I have anything I want. Because <laughs> I work hard. Yeah. So. Dude, me and my wife have been spending the last couple of years getting our credit, and we're still... No, it's a good thing when it comes, if you want new cars. Or like a house. Oh, we own a house. We don't. Can we? <laughs> we are, I live my house. mom's house. Well, what we did instead of going to a bank because the, the payments would have been astronomical yeah. is we found somebody. It took a while, but we found somebody doing a land contract. Uh-huh. It's not always bad. Right. Some right. people think it is, but it's not always bad. The yeah. type of land contract we have is identical to going to a bank. That's dope. Yeah, identical. We, we, we have a chart that tells us how much our money is go, going on principal, how much yeah. is going on interest. It's all the same. Wow. So fuck it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, t- it takes time if you're not. See, you have to, you have to sidestep the credit if you really. Yeah. Need, but but it can be done. Yeah, there's ways to do things. If we want dental stuff done, we pay for it. Mm-hmm. If it, 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 it is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes it complicates, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, no, totally, man. I mean, I'm I'm living. Uh, we don't have insurance right now. We did, but that was only through the state of California. Yeah. And then now, now like we don't know what's going on. They kind of were like, oh, okay, well. We'll get a hold of you. Well, if you ever need anything done when you go in, if you don't have insurance and it's for, like you really need something, so you need something done with your teeth, you walk in and you say, okay, I don't have insurance. What is the cash price? Yeah. And they'll give you one. Oh, yeah. They'll give you one. <laughs> yeah, no problem with and that. It's, and it's usually about 35% of what they're actually charging insurance. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So they're not... They're not... They're raising the insurance. Yeah. Okay. So that's where all those big numbers come from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, as someone who... I spent a, a good amount of time, like, in the hospital scene, like, my dad be ran over. Yeah. Like, the bills, if it wasn't for the lawsuit, like, yeah. my mom would be buried. Like, oh, she would yeah. go she would go to her grave with, like, medical bills that she would never be able to pay off. Not nearly as tragic as that, but I understand, like, the, like the medical bills. Like, my daughter, when she was born was preemie. She's 17 now. Mm. She's only two pounds when she was wow. born. She had to be in the hospital for almost eight weeks. And oh, the bills exceeded a million dollars. Oh my god. Yeah. That's if we didn't scary. have insurance then, we would have been buried. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And it's like, like, 
what's really benefited me and my wife is just not giving a fuck yep. since we didn't care. We just let a lot of those hospital bills fall off. Yep. Sure. Seven years, man. Seven years. My wife has great credit. Well, not great. Still under well, seven, but yeah. but, <laughs> but we're but, getting but there. They, do, they write it off. They yeah. Will, and they're like, well, you can pay that. Well, you have insurance. Yeah. So you, you, when you write that off, you get a tax deduction on that. Yeah. You're getting the money one way or the other. Right, right. It just is. So whatever. It is fucked up that we even have to have this conversation because, like, most of the world has, like, fucking their citizens get to have free medical care. Yeah, we're actually trying to systematically kill off the poor people, though, so yeah, there you it's go. not going to work out. I'm going to say something they say about money. You can't take your credit score with you. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once, man. you got to go all out and get everything you can get out of this thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's like, fuck it, man. Yeah. It's like, I just I just went, my band played South by Southwest in Austin. And, like, the amount of money that I was getting from the gig and the amount of money I put into, like, driving my whole family down to Texas and yeah. having a good time yeah. didn't even come close. But I was like, you know what, fuck this. We're in a position right now where we can, like, we can do this. Right and it's like, let's do. fucking charge some hotel rooms. Okay. Let's fucking go to Memphis, hang out. Let's go to fucking San Antonio, hang out. Let, let's, like, do the South Tour Dude, and it, fucking hang out. That's the right thing to do. Because it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Dude, when you're in the old folks' home and all you can eat is fucking rice pudding, <laughs> you, your money, your credit score, all that shit's right. not going to matter. You know what's going to matter? You're going to be the guy with the interesting stories to tell that all exactly. these old people are gathered around you right. and pick up some old lady in there. <laughs> you might you might be able to contract herpes right. in the old That's folks' home. Old, you might be able to get herpes. <laughs> you might get it. Because you had six children and one of them is enough. Just <laughs> <laughs> one of them pay for your bill. Have you guys heard that though? Like that like there's like yeah. diseases run yeah. rampant yeah. in those because homes. Old people are getting it. Dude. Hell yeah. Viagra <laughs> changed the game. Sure did. They're on it. They're, they're, yeah, we got this. You can't hold us back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That when is, you're in that stage of the game, dude, there's really nothing left. You might as well get something, dude. I, I print your letter right off real quick. And you have to answer an age-old question here. In the non-existent word petitist, are we going E to I, or do we cut the E? Ah. <laughs> cut. What do you think? Well, I was gonna say cut the. I was gonna or say do we cut hyphenate. The, I, I mean. Was, ooh, I didn't even think about. Okay. Well, I know it's a made-up word because I googled it in several different spellings. That's the only reason why she's I do. She's a literary genius. That's why she asked. Me. I oh I know that. I'm sure she's much smarter than me. I, there's no question in that. She's much smarter than me. <laughs> Most women she says, are. She says words sometimes, and I'll hurry up like, oh yeah, 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 and I'll turn around and look it up on my phone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like now you have to school yourselves i'm done um yes so i was thinking the p-e-t-i-t-i-s-t and my wife agreed but i didn't even think about the hyphen what do you think what would be your what I think be a rebel go with the hyphen i like that see we live we just while it out okay while out live, with the dangerous. live dangerous live dangerous <laughs> Live dangerous. Okay. Where we the hyphen. Um, wherever it fits, I guess. I mean, in the shaved area already. Sure. There's a yeah. thing happening down here. Yeah. There's I mean, a... we can. You can do it up here if you want. Just like a, it doesn't have to be huge. However, cool. however you want to do it. So I'm about to get elitist petitus on my body because um, one of my good friends, Caleb. You guys know Caleb. He used to hope co-host the show. 
he's a uh, we call him the elitist petitus and this is sort of my um tribute to him oh yeah go ahead so laura's gonna go and do that for me and that's very nice of her <laughs> we're trying to figure out spelling so i think we found something So we're talking about my Normstorm tattoo and how I did it because Chris asked if I, he, if I used a thumbtack or a staple, which wouldn't even occur to me to do that. What I did, I, I did it fancy and uh, I uh, took the, the sewing needle, taped it onto the end of a big pen, got the thread around the tip Good. and the Indian ink. So there you go. My first tattoo I ever did, it was when I was a little kid, my sister was tattooing herself. And she had taken, and she needed my help, that's how I ended up doing it. But she had taken the old erasable pens, they had like this concrete eraser on the back. Yeah, I remember that. And she had taken the sewing needle and she pressed it through it so that it was sticking out. So she had control oh, the yeah, pen, yeah. and then she could just sit and poke, and that's what she did. She wrapped a little bit of thread around it, she was, she was like 11. Oh, and wow. she, she was on, like on her ankle like that, so I ended up actually having to do it. But it looked like that. <laughs> it looked a lot like that. Yeah. yeah, I was just a little kid. I didn't know anything about anything. So. You know what I was actually thinking of doing was getting, um, like getting a sweet tattoo around it. I would. I'd like, keep it, dude. Like have like fucking like have like lightning bolts, almost like how. Um, I always have the scene of what's Mattel ride the lightning. Yep. I think there's yep. like the ride the lightning fucking <laughs> like lightning bolts and maybe that. But I don't know what I don't know what it'd be, but it'd be like a storm. You know, it looks almost lightning. like it's like like it's running down your arm anyway. It does. Like like that's like it maybe people, have... people will like go to a tattoo <laughs> artist and they will ask for something like that in their tattoo. Because they just they that, just that type of just like like dots yeah like the stippling almost okay yeah just because because that's just what they look yeah and plus is it how long ago did you do that that was 23 over 10 years i'd keep been, it oh yeah this is like just going. nostalgia man oh i don't give a fuck like yeah. i've been walking around by my, my like adolescent life most of my adolescent life with fucking norm star it's like still one of my favorite tattoos. I seriously, I, I regret it now because I, t- I tattoo now, but before I tattooed, I got my first tattoo in a garage. <laughs> and I had it covered up before I started tattooing. Oh. And I, I wish I would have kept it now. Yeah. But yeah. It was just a shitty little tattoo anyway, but still. But still. My first tattoo. Right. It was a landmark day for me. My appendix burst and I got a tattoo in the first day and the oh. same day. God, what what happened first? Your tattoo. My tattoo. Your tattoo, and yeah. then your appendix was like eh, eh. about about five minutes after. Oh my God. Yeah, I woke up in the hospital. <laughs> so your body was literally literally revolting against yeah. your tattoo. <laughs> Apparently, it, it had started the process days before, but I didn't know it. Ah, uh, it always. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. This is it. Oh yeah, I can't forget about this one either. You could tell I was starting to get more drunk <laughs> and yeah. tired because yeah. my I was like this, like oh god. So that's supposed to be BB for BB King, but it looks more like 8B. Like if they find me drunk somewhere, just return me to apartment 8B. <laughs> right. Return him home to 8B. Right. <laughs> He'll be fine. Just get him back to his place.
Oh. Like so we are always open to that. Well, it's like um, when I was in California, I could grow weed legally in my backyard. Yeah. And what I noticed about selling it was, I mean, you're not supposed to sell it. Right. But I wasn't selling. Allegedly, I was selling. <laughs> if I were going to if hypothetically I, sell it. I, I mostly wouldn't be getting money. It was mostly trade. Like, I would, most of the time, I didn't really make a whole lot of money off of it. But, like, I got, like, an entire transmission fixed. <laughs> Which is pretty expensive. It's real expensive. Yeah. Unless you have, like, a shit ton of fucking weed. And yeah. then they're like, okay. And then, then that worked out. But I, I love that. I love that whole system. That's one thing with, like, being a musician uh, like that's harder to trade like I'll, I'll play you a couple tunes which for some people I'm sure that'd be great but like for most people they don't give a fuck about your tunes that, that does happen yeah. it's like and I love I love there's, it's just something about like trading art it just feels good because you know you're like because I don't know it's like you're you're it's you're not working for this like piece of paper. You're working for like actual goods or services that someone, you know, has or is worked it's hard to, on there. Yeah, it's much more satisfying than just here's fucking here's here's fucking a hundred bucks. Do something for me. But you know, a hundred bucks is still tight. <laughs> hundred bucks is hundred bucks. <laughs> okay, magic trick. I love it. Oh, she's singing. Now, are you going to start singing, like, doing the ABCs at the same she's time? With the, the part is that I'm not going to stop until I feel like it. <laughs> Chris is giving uh, Laura a drink of water. And, the waterboarding and she was waterboarding her. Wow. <laughs> now offering waterboarding. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay. It turned into the monster truck rally. I don't know how that happened. They have a lot in common. <laughs> Having never been to a monster truck rally, I don't know how. You know, the only thing I can say about... No. I've never even been to... I like. I didn't know that the car races had flags. I was really upset to find out they stopped. But... <laughs> I went to a monster truck rally in the Seagate Center. Did you go to one of those? My first one was at the actual Toledo Sports Arena. Yeah, when the the original one. Yeah, but I, I did. That's when they had mud and stuff, though, Real right? Mud. Yeah, yeah. At yeah, the Seagate awesome. Center, it's what like so now? just a concrete floor. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just, it's no, such like a build ramps and shit. It's a small space too. Yeah. Do you remember like inhaling all that exhaust? That's the only thing I can yeah. really remember <laughs> was exhaust. Like yeah. nothing was really. I was working too, but I was like nothing was like that exciting. I was just like. Fuck, dude, I'm getting a headache from this awful... No, back, back in the day, we had the sports ring. It was all mud. Yeah, yeah, you know, I remember that. They, they would take the kids in because it was uh, still the grave digger then, but it was the original grave digger. The original. And literally, they would load you in the truck, and they would spin the wheels because it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. It was just thick mud. They'd fling it all over. Dude, it was awesome. Yeah, if you want to look at that in the mirror prior to committing to it permanently, that would be your time. Oh. I'll save that. It's cool. Um... Nah. No, we're just gonna do it. We're just doing things. Do it. We're just doing things <laughs> to my body right now. <laughs> I, 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 
it's fine. Like, oh, it's fine. It's like it's such fine. a stupid thing to put on your body. I have Mrs. Doubtfire on my arm. <laughs> no regrets about wait, say, it. Wait, wait, wait. Like the actual picture or the name Mrs. Doubtfire? She's holding her teeth. Oh, shit. That's dope. Was it carp? Was it like? Carpe dentum. What is that from? Is that from our money? Um, that. Well, if you make it Carpe Diem, it is a oh. tribute to Dead Poet Society as well. Gotcha. But Robin Williams just screams it gleefully when he drops his dentures in the fucking cup of water, so. Oh my god, <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. I think I should go back and revisit it. It's sort of what we've been doing lately, is revisiting movies. Like, we watched the whole Rocky series. We actually did that last month. Oh, nice. Cool thing. Dude, though, why, did you, why did Sylvester Stallone think it was a good idea to cut Right when he's making that stupid face every that time. <laughs> ah! Every single time. Every time. Uh, did you get up to like the like the last Rocky Balboa and like Creed? Chris watched Creed. I still have not seen it. Mm. You you liked it? I did too. I liked it. I thought it was like. A, you don't go into it expecting it to be Rocky. Right. It, it's a good but it, but it does still pay homage to Rocky, and it's still pay Absolutely. you know. I, I think they're going a little too far with the corny bring back Ivan Drago. With the new one, right? Yeah, I thought that was kind of corny. They, but, they could probably do without that. But but you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone's actually writing this one, so like, it's of course. Dynasty cor- man, he wrote the original. So. Yeah, fuck it. I I love that. I love that. Fuck it. Rainer was just like my wife. Sorry, I'm talking to you guys like you know who my wife is. <laughs> my wife was like. Well, she was just like, I just love who Rocky is as a person, and it makes me want to know Sylvester Stallone. And I was just thinking, like, I don't know if Sly Stone is is cool and genuinely porn, right? Well, well, yeah, but well, yeah. He actually was really broke and he did porn, and then he sat down in one night and wrote Rocky. In one night. And he pitched it to somebody, but in the process, he sold his favorite dog, and <laughs> for like a hundred bucks or something, I don't know what it was, but how much did he buy it back for, Laura? A Went lot. Like 35 grand or something? I think Dog? So. Yeah. Because it, he was really broke, he was alone, and it was the only thing he had. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it, he's like a straight out of the streets come up yeah. story, dude. He speaks like six languages. Really? Yeah, I know he's Sly intelligent. Sly Stone? Yeah, he's super intelligent. And he's like what, what, still what is, fucking ripped. What's it called? Poly, poly, polylingual or something? Oh, I, I yeah, know yeah, it yeah. Is, But literally, he, he speaks fluently six yeah. languages. That's wow. amazing. What a dick. Yeah, right? No. <laughs> I, wish I, I can barely speak one. What are you talking about? I know. English is so, like, my English is terrible. The name of this podcast is We Speak English Good. <laughs> we like, speak that, English good. <laughs> that's just. It's just to let you know where my English stands. <laughs> That's where we're at. Let's make it real good now. <laughs> no, those Rocky movies are... I mean, as cheesy as they are, they're fucking amazing still. They're fucking amazing. Even with the stupid cuts on his face, like, where he makes his ugliest O face, and they decide to, like, freeze it in time forever. And it's still an amazing movie. That, so we were thinking, um, what was the other one? We were going to watch. Oh, my God. What's, like, some other, like, good, like, 
huge movies that were like there was like a few of them like sequels. We do the Lethal Weapons a lot. Oh, the Lethal we Weapons. Can't get away from Lethal Weapons. No. Okay. No, about okay. The that's next. You can watch the series and it's uh. not the same. Where, where, do you guys, do you guys stream or are you guys DVD? We have a video. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, there's not a working DVD player in my mom's house, so I know. It's, by the way, my mom doesn't live there. I always have to clarify that with people. My mom doesn't live with me. I just live in her house. <laughs> in the home, unattended. I, I don't live with my mother. Um, but... I don't know why there's not a working fucking DVD player in the entire house. They have like a closet full of DVDs. Anyway, so is Lethal Weapon on Netflix or anything? It know? is. It is? It, it was All last three? month at least. I'm pretty sure. Four. Four. Four of them. Oh my god. What was the last one? Jet Li. That was the last one? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, because uh, what's her name was pregnant and had a kid. Yeah, Lorna's introduced Lorna's in three and two is Joe Pesci. Oh, I thought three was Joe Pesci. No, nope, two's first Joe Pesci. Oh, and then, then three's stays. Joe Pesci again, and then four is Jet Li. Okay. You cannot debate the weapon with her. I, I, I will not, I can't. I haven't, I haven't seen those movies probably since they came out. I think we're going to do Lethal Weapon. I think, I think you guys have given us a new task in life. <laughs> My days have meaning now. Which is the saddest thing in the world is that is some people's lives. It's like you've given me meaning, <laughs> you've given my <laughs> right. life right. purpose. Is it? That's but I mean, would I don't know? Would you trade ignorance and just like servitude for like all the hard work and bullshit that you've had to deal with? I I think I framed that wrong because I said servitude. But no, there's something it's there's. It's a form of it, though. But there's nothing wrong with someone working in a factory for forty years Absolutely and then getting a pension. Not. It's just not for everybody. Definitely not for me. I did concrete. I did roofing. I did sales. My first job, I was a golf caddy at Inverness Country Club when I was twelve. I, I busted my hump before I did something else. Hey man, it, it's it's all about. I, ca- I, ca- I come from poor white folks. <laughs> I was born a small black child. <laughs> they come from poor white folks. Um, I think you've never seen the jerk. I have. I have. All right. I, for, I forgot that he was, uh, he was, his family was a bunch of black folks. Yes. Yeah. That is amazing. The, that fucking invention of his. The glasses. The glasses. Yeah, the glass holder. That's yeah. Like the bridge. And it ended up, like, <laughs> I, I, it's like, you know what that is? It's like an early Forrest Gump type story. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. and Because, like, I guess Forrest Gump, too, he loses all the money, too. So, yeah. Yeah. And the second one, he loses everything. He probably gets it all back again just because yeah. he's just that lovable guy who fucking just bumbles his way into, like, for- fame and fortune. And that, whatever that's worth. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. I'm sick of holding this thing, and we've been going for like holding that for a long time. Two hours. So we're gonna say our goodbyes. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, Take care of your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Uh, Go to WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. 
write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com and leave a review on itunes and stitcher and wherever you get your fucking podcast yeah um and where can they find you guys how can they set up an appointment how can they what what's the website what's the facebook uh facebook we are tombstone toledo um you can set up appointments there look at our portfolio talk to us all of the above so you guys just do facebook no, well, as far as our website goes, uh-huh. we just like to see faces, man. Stop in. Absolutely. Gotta get tattooed to come talk about it. Hey. And have good conversation. Because you don't know who you're going to talk to. Right. Last time we met Jerry, who was who was a Howard Stern patsy, and Jerry Springer. <laughs> and now we have an artist, a, a writer, Chris, the man of many lives. I'm in <laughs> So... Uh, so Tombstone Toledo on Facebook. Yeah. That would be the best way to do it. Oh, there you go. Get get the party going now. <laughs> nice. All right. We'll see you guys next time. What I say? She's a gem. And I loved talking to her, and I loved the work that she did on my arm. And again, you can go to Tombstone Tattoo Company out on Alexis Road here in Toledo, Ohio. They do great work out there. Tell them Mikey P sent you, and they won't give you a goddamn thing but a sideways look like, who the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Mention the podcast, and they'll kick you in the balls. (laughs) I'm just kidding. They won't kick you in the balls. (laughs) <laughs> and they'll probably just be like, good for you. Um, and now pay the regular rate. What do you want? Go to WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. Check out the Barren Wasteland that is the podcast website. Go and write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at WeSpeakEnglishGood. And uh, on um Facebook, it's We Speak English Good, but I barely update that. And I haven't updated in probably like two months. I'm mostly on IG because Instagram's way tighter than Facebook. But you can also follow me on Facebook, me personally at Mike Epp. It's Mike EP, but they won't let me put the little periods in between E and P. So it's Mike Epp EP. Mike EP. There you go. Follow my personal page. That's fine too. I post more. That's you know what I realized is that on Instagram I have to keep it very music and like living life oriented and not family oriented because anytime I post anything about my family it it just gets people just swipe right over it they just scroll right past it but if it's me playing an instrument or messing with you know with uh, with a computer program or. That's so messing with the computer program. What the fuck? I'm middle-aged. Oh, yeah. I turned 35. It was my birthday on the 11th, whenever that was. I think that was Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Yeah, I'm 35. Middle-aged. Fuck it. Anyways, (laughs) everybody, be good to your fellow human being. HJ's for everybody. Stay true blue.